Oi, oi, and welcome to a very, very, very special edition of the Orient Outlook podcast interview, I guess. Yeah. Uh, with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, Southstand chum, bearded legend, Paul Levy. Hello, welcome everybody. And of course, it wouldn't be an interview without an interviewee, and this yeah. is our first ever one. So, Paul, do you want to do the uh, yeah. big announcement of who we've got? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is it's brilliant the way this has all come about, and um, thanks very much for joining us, Matt. It's great, great to have you here. Um, Leighton Orient legend, everybody. Number three, left back, first choice for many years, Mr. Matthew Lockwood. Evening. Welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast. Thanks for having me. Mate, not a problem. It's a pleasure, absolute pleasure. And what a first interview we got. Absolutely. So a few facts about uh, Matt, the legend that I'm sure you already know. Uh, 329 league appearances for Leighton Orient, 51 goals, penalty king, free kick taker extraordinaire. Yeah, absolutely. Voted into the PFA team of the year, not once, not twice, not thrice, but four times. Played in six playoff matches for the O's. And in 2006, was named as the 47th best player outside of the Premiership. And we reckon That's the best left-back back, yeah. outside of the Premiership. Highlights for Matt, for Leighton Orient. Everyone knows about the goal home-to-hole yeah. in the playoff semi-final. It took yeah. the O's to, to Wembley. Screamer. The 11-minute hat-trick against Gillingham. Yeah. And the deciding penalty in the playoff fi- semi-final against Rotherham. Yeah. So should we crack on? Yeah, absolutely. Lots of lots to talk about. Lots. We had lots of, lots of response on the notes boards. Lots of response on Twitter. And yeah, Paul, you want to yeah. crack on? Ask the first question to Matt. So, at what age did you get into football? How did that come about? And 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 what sort of prompted you to sort of go down that route? I obviously I can't remember what prompted me to start, but I remember I've got photos my mum and dad have got of me in bed. Cuddling a football, <laughs> I must have been yeah two or, two or three. Yeah, um, and everywhere I went, I took a ball with me. Yeah, and you know, you said nag my dad. Oh, can we go and play football? Can we go and play football? Um, and then I he, he let me start playing with my first team um, when I was six, and I signed for a team called Thorpe Invaders. Um, and everyone used to laugh about the name, being yeah. Thorpe Invaders. What a rubbish name that was! But we were we were brilliant. We used to beat everyone and. Um, I suppose I was the star man and used to score the goals, but um, yeah, that's where it started. And then, to be fair, my dad was actually the manager of the team. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So did you have any siblings? Did you have a brother who played in the team? Or was no, no, no. I've got an older sister, but um, yeah, she wasn't really into football. Um, but no, so it's just yeah, just just me and sort of we went along, and, and dad sort of got roped in because I think like because I ended up well, I was six, but I then was playing with the under nines. Oh, okay. Um, at the time, yeah, yeah. because I don't think they had a team that, of my age age group so then the guy that ran the, the, the under nine sort of said to my dad well look you know Matt's coming with us why don't you know you set up a team for his age group and then you just run it from there so dad did that and we um, probably did, he did that maybe for four or five years um, and that's sort of where it started cool and then when you were playing for Fulp Invaders what position were you playing were you left back or were you in centre mid or centre defence forward centre forward well, I was the star striker <laughs> um, you know I'd literally give me the ball and I'd go and score pretty much was how how the games went um, but yeah and I was I was, I was centre forward um, yeah, I used to score sort of 50 goals a season like, all, right. all, all the time and uh, yeah it was I don't know. I suppose I was like the the glory hunter back then. So yeah. uh, I suppose the older I got, the slower I got, and the further back, <laughs> back the pitch I went. So when you were playing for Fulham Raiders as a centre forward, did was did football come easy to you? Did you find it easy? Like were you so when you were six and playing in a league which was under nines, was that 
easy for you. You're thinking this is actually quite an easy game. Like I could. Yeah, I mean, when I was obviously when I was playing with the kids that were older than me, they were bigger than me, so they were knocking me off the ball. Yeah, of course. Of, you know, technically, I was I was you know better than them. Because yeah. um, actually, it's funny actually. A friend of mine, um, he's now. I mean, he's been sort of a, sort of scout for Man United and he's a scout for Arsenal now. He actually said that I was one of the best kids he's ever seen at sort of those age, age, yeah. age groups. He said, you know, you, you were just a, a natural sort of footballer, um, which, you know, I take that as a compliment because he's, yeah, you know, where he's a scout and he does a lot of, like, youth scouting, um, you know, I do take a lot of pride in that. But um, I suppose uh, at, the, at that age, you don't really even think about it. You just love no, playing. of course you not. Just, yeah, you just play for the, you play love, your mates. You, you, love, you love playing football and you, you just go out and have a kick about and it just so happened that I was sort of better than... Most the other lads players, in the yeah. team that I was playing with. Were there other players in that team who went on to make a career in football? No, not in that team. Um, I left Thorpe, I don't know, when I was maybe 13 and signed for another another side called Echo Whitecaps. Okay. <laughs> we, we, were, we, were, we were good, you know, but yeah, we yeah. basically had sort of like all the best players and like most of the lads were at pro clubs, but no one, no one made it. Okay. Um, a couple of boys got close, but whether they sort of fell by the wayside because they had a bad attitude and yeah, yeah, of you course, know, they, you know, they found alcohol and uh, and girls more appealing than football. Yeah, um, I didn't at that time. I was quite dedicated and focused, and I thought, well, you know, I want to make it as a footballer. So uh, I went down the boring route of uh, <laughs> just you know dedicating myself to that. Yeah, yeah, and then at Echo Warriors, is that Echoes. where? Meerkats. White caps. White caps. Is that where you kind of? That's a great. That's a great name for football team. I'll I'll start. I'll start on on that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that where you kind of started getting spotted? Then is that where you started getting? No, when I was when I was at Thorpe, um, as a ten year old, I got picked up by West Ham. Okay. Um, Yes, I got invited to go down and train with the West Ham. So I was at West Ham from a ten year old up until I was sixteen, and then got released when I was sixteen because they said I was too small and. I wasn't, yeah, wasn't good enough. I hear a lot of that about yeah. midfielders. They said that about Tommy Carroll or Spurs. They thought he was too small. They said about too... a few players, don't they? Yeah, but you look at Messi. And the thing is, as well, at sixteen, you know, some lads are fully developed and other lads aren't. Yeah, and yeah. I, you know, I clearly wasn't at that age. Um, and you know, out of the sort of my age group at West Ham, I was the only one to ever go on and make a league appearance. Oh really? All the ki- I was going to ask you. Was there anyone at West Ham no, at the time? No, all, <coughs> all those lads didn't, didn't. None of them made it. I mean, the, the best one out of that group was a guy called Danny Ship who went to play for Dagenham when they were oh, okay. in non-league. So you just missed the Lampard further. They, they, they were about they were about two, yeah, three Lampard years younger, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, Lampard used to come and train with us um, a fair bit, but yeah, they, I was a, yeah, a couple of years older than them, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't see those boys. But yeah, out of my age group, not one, yeah, not one. That's surprising. Made it. I mean, they've got quite a good youth setup, haven't they? West yeah, no, they have. They, they but, really yeah, but forward. that year they just seemed to go for sort of like the the bigger lads, the ones who are quick, and um, yeah, for me, it's a bit short sighted because mm. you yeah, can tell course, that, yeah. like the, the someone's got the technical ability. But that's the thing. Enough, yeah, they're they're going to grow. Yeah. Um, yeah, but clearly they didn't they didn't think that with me. Um, but then it makes me laugh because then. So that was when I was 16, then what was it, five years after that, six years after that, when they were making offers of half a million quid to Barry to buy me back. Um, oh, did they come in for you? Yeah, West Ham came in for Really? Oh, I, didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it, made, it does make me laugh. Someone probably should have got sacked at, at yeah. West Ham for making that decision and then nearly costing the club half a million quid. It was lucky that Barry obviously turned it down and uh, wanted to keep me, but, um, yeah, no, they, they came in for us. Yeah, okay. And then when you were 
Young, who did you support? Who, who was your team? Was it West Ham or? I think I, I was a glory hunter. I must have been because I supported Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah. And that, <laughs> that, that's the thing. That that age, they were winning everything, and I must have been a glory hunter because why would I support them otherwise? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, that's the thing. Don't get me wrong. They had you know Hansen and Ian Rush and Kenny Dalglish, and they had a fantastic team. Mm-hmm. But for me to support them, it must have been because they were winning, winning the league, and yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, I don't support anyone now. Obviously, it's um, do you not? No. Keep an eye out for the O's, though, surely. Obviously, right? I keep an eye out for the O's. That's, that's, the, first, that's the first result yeah. I look for every week. But I, I, I look to see where my friends are playing. You know, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I want to see their, you know, how they've got on, if they've won, if they've scored. That's who I'll check. I'm not, you know, I'm not really fast. Don't get me wrong. I'm, yeah, a, yeah. I'm a football supporter. And I'll, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I watch the Premier League and I watch matches of the day and stuff like that. But I don't really mind who wins. Um, you know, you just obviously just enjoy the fact that they are fantastically good. And, mm. uh, you know, it's it's... Yeah, you know, probably the best, or arguably the best, you know, um, league in the world. Yeah, mm, it's course, interesting yeah. you say you don't support because there are a lot of a couple of interviews I've read quite recently of players saying that although they support a team, um, when their when their job is football, the team that they're playing for, they're playing against that team, then it kind of loyalties of that nature go out the window because they want the team that they're playing for to win. And the fact that they've supported that team, let's say we we got some Arsenal supporting lads in in in, in the side when we played Arsenal yeah. in the FA Cup recently, but obviously you have to put that all to one side um, because at the end of the day you want your team to win because that's going to take you further. So it's just interesting that you don't have uh, a team that you actually sort of support. Yeah, no, either, which is quite interesting. Yeah, maybe because you know maybe I've been doing you know playing football for so long now it is a job. Desensitized. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Maybe it's desensitized. I don't. I don't really know what the reason is, but I've sort of haven't supported a team for years. Like I don't even think I probably really supported Liverpool properly when I you know, when I was you know, yeah, you yeah. 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 Did you ever go to Anfield or? Um I've been to Anfield as in to the ground. I didn't actually see a game. Right. We, yeah, had, yeah. we had a tour of the of the of the ground when I was when I was younger. But no I've never been to a game there. Um I mean, I'd still love to go. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd love to go to any any football matches. Even for me now, you know, when you go to a stadium as a supporter and you walk up the stairs and you see the grass, yeah, the can't be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I just get the feeling. That's the best feeling it ever. Is. Yeah, you know, I mean, even like cause I do a bit of commentating for BBC London, um, and you know, I go to and do sort of like when the London clubs come up north, and obviously yeah. I just drive down from Edinburgh and you know do Newcastle and Sunderland and stuff. It's brilliant, you know, when you see that. See that. Yeah, pitch, of course. Yeah. Just, you know, it's still it's still sort of like you know you desperately want to be out there and and playing, but yeah, um, you know, I don't think you'll ever lose that. I think that that's just that's just in, in yeah, of course, in, yeah, yeah. In, in you and, and, I think that'll always be like you know yeah, I think that never leaves you. No, of course. I remember you know the first time I ever went to go to a professional game was when my dad used to take me to South End on a Friday night, and you know he used to walk out and see the pitch, and you'd be like, wow, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Mm. Do you remember your first match that you went to see? No, I remember I remember, I remember the game because I was a mascot once for South End. They they were at home to Preston. Um, and I've, I've got the picture at home where I was in the tunnel with uh, mum, um, Paul Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, when I signed for Orient, and Clark, he was obviously the assistant manager. Yeah, yeah of course. I actually, yeah. So I actually took him the photo to oh, show no him. Way. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Did that yeah. make him feel really hard? It did make him feel really hard. <laughs> but then he laughed because I had a mullet and stuff. So he, he, was just, he just started. <laughs> yeah, the last laugh. Yeah, he did, yeah. He started, <laughs> started taking the mickey out of my barnet, which isn't the first time I've had it done. <laughs> and I guarantee it won't be the last. So, you are quite uh, well known for your for your hair. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's rubbish and it looks stupid, but that's. I'm just. No, but that's, that's a feature. Of course it is. I've been cursed with stupid curly hair. So <laughs> I just, might as well just embrace it and yeah. just get laughed at. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me in the slightest bit. So. Uh, my wife likes it. My kids have got curly hair, so that's yeah. yeah. My, my, my daughter actually said to me the other day. She said because I, I came, we went swimming, 
And obviously I went underwater and came out my hair was like obviously straight. And, and she turned around and she said, you don't look like my daddy, you, your hair's straight. So, you know, it's everyone knows me for my... Feature. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, it's uh, not a bad thing. I don't, I, Could be worse. I don't care. No, it, it exactly. Doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all. So we won't be seeing like a straight head, Matthew Lockwood. No straight time. No straighteners. No, the no, 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 the only, the only <laughs> reason I'll change my hair is when it falls out, and yeah, uh, then I'll, I'll just uh, embrace the ball. Do something about that. Yeah. Absolutely. So West Ham, then obviously you left when you were sixteen. You were saying, yeah. Then so kind of what? How did that work after that? Did you end up at Southend after that, or did you go on trials at other clubs? No, no, just went straight to Southend. So basically, I went training with West Ham um, as usual, like on a Tuesday and Thursday night. I got in the car on the way back. My dad let me know that I'd been released. They didn't, they didn't oh, really? Have, yeah, didn't even have the decency to tell me oh, that no they, way. Were, they were letting me go. Um, so I was like, okay, great. So then, literally, we went because where we lived at home, um, the Southend manager at the time was David Webb, and he was just li- oh, li- Webber, yeah, he, yeah, lived around the corner to us. So we went and knocked on his door. <laughs> Um, just explained the situation just sort of said oh can we come in so I went in and trained and they literally signed me there and then Okay. Um, you know, so you, you went from being a you know, small fish in a big pond at West Ham to being like the main man at yeah, yeah. End. Um, you know, so I did my two years apprenticeship then really enjoyed it and you know I was being invited you know I, I if ever the, the first team needed a youth team player to step up and train with the first team yeah. that would be me you know Barry Fry was the manager at the time and he loved me um, it was actually funny because did you ever see the um, the big run manager when they did the uh, documentary behind the scenes yes. at Peterborough yeah, yeah. and he came in and started helping yeah. people there was a scene where we were playing them on the Saturday and they were doing the uh, preparation for the game and Barry Fry didn't mention me by name but he just said do not give free kicks away around the area Oh, really? you know, yeah, so yeah. by that time your reputation was already starting yeah and to... because Barry I mean Barry he'd already seen you in training yeah that's yeah, the thing yeah. I'd, I'd worked with Barry obviously when I was at South End and he'd always tried to sort of like sign me wherever he was um, like he, you know he, he always when I saw him he said oh come and come and play for me and all that but I was at Orient at the time and I didn't want to leave and, yeah um, so yeah in, 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 in the in the um, bit on the TV, he said, "You know, um, you know what his delivery is like. He, you know, he he will put us under so much pressure. We can't give free kicks away." And, and again, for me, you know, that again, that just sort of makes me proud of the fact that other people feared what I did. Yeah, of you course. Know, yeah, I, yeah. Know, I know as a footballer, I had my limitations. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't the quickest. I wasn't the strongest. I wasn't the best defender. But what I did, I did well. Yeah, and I feel uh, like most Orient fans, we had um, a few responses today saying, "If Orient got a free kick around the box." That they knew it was almost going to be a goal scoring opportunity, or as good as a goal when a penalty was awarded. Like, you know, the fans had every faith, like, were confident that when you stepped up to take a penalty, it's you weren't going to wildly in. blaze it over. Or yeah, they I'll, knew you were going to. And I, 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 I was, I was yeah. confident as well. You know, don't get me wrong, I didn't, I didn't overly like taking penalties because I think the pressure's always on the penalty taker. That, yeah, of course. To score. It is, yeah. But whenever I got one, I, yeah, I pretty much knew I was going to score. Because yeah. I was confident in my own ability, um, you know, and, and I, I mean, I, I think obviously I missed what four penalties in my time at Orient, um, but you know, there was I slipped on one, the one at Cambridge when um, Ruddy saved it. I scored the first one, and then someone encroached in the box, and then I had to retake it. And that that penalty annoys me the most out of all of them because the second one I was going to dink him down the middle, <laughs> and I knew because I knew he was going to dive and I knew he was going to dive the way I went the first penalty. Right. But because I stuck the first one in the top corner and he'd gone the right way, I thought I know you're going to go that way again. I'm yeah. going to stick it straight back in that same top corner and just laugh at you because so you got a bit cocky with it maybe pretty much. Um, and I didn't quite catch it as well um, as the first one, but obviously because in the back of my mind I wanted to dink him as well. Yeah. And I knew I should have done it. 
I knew I should have done it. It was the last game of the season, I think, and we it was you know we were one 0 down, but it didn't matter. We weren't going to go up. We weren't going to go down. Yeah. And I, I, that's one of out of all the penalties, that was one of the biggest ones I regret not taking oh, okay. him. Wow. Because I just you know I'm, I'm don't get me wrong. I'm on, I'm on penalties at Sutton now, so I could do one now, but. You know, it's not in the league, and it, it's you know I, I've always wanted to. You know, when Totti stands up and steps up, yeah, yeah, like, you know, World Cup finals and does it, I'm like, oh, should have done it at Cambridge. I should have done, done it once. I had enough opportunity. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, I, I do, I do regret not doing that. But then saying that, if the keeper had stood there and caught it, I look like an absolute donut. Well, it's one of those, isn't it? Where if you score it, everyone goes, oh, yeah, legend for scoring it. If you miss, if you miss it, the keeper stands big and he yeah. just catches it. Everyone goes, what? But, but with that one, I knew he was going to die because he was young. He was just, yeah, yeah, just on just the scene. Dying. And I knew he was going to die, and I was like, ah, should have, should have done it. But you know, there was other times. You know, the, the Cheltenham one that I missed. I knew I was going to miss that when I stood up to it. I just knew I was going to miss. So psychological. Was I don't know what it was. I just, as I as I walked up, I didn't know which way to go, and I, I was like, oh, I didn't like it, and I and I I was going to sort of step away and get someone else to take it, but I thought, really, don't don't do that. So I sort of went slow down the middle, and luckily the keeper saved it. And he came straight back to me, and then I sort of saw oh, so, yeah, yeah. the rebound. Um, and then one of their defenders goes mental. Yeah, oh, the keeper went yeah, mental, stops, yeah, didn't chucking, he? Yeah, dancing yeah. the ball and stuff. Um, but that actually won me a bet. That won me ten pound off Matthew Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> every, really? every year, me and Matt used to have a, have a competition: who could score the most goals from open play? For a okay, yeah, yeah. And that won me at one nil. <laughs> no, Matt Joseph nil. Matt Joseph, <laughs> um, I remember one time he actually he actually scored a diving header. I don't know who it was against, but I was out injured, um, and. I'm up in the stand. Everyone's going mental. So I've rung his phone. Obviously, no one was on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Won't answer. So it went through to voicemail. I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe Matt Joseph <laughs> just scored a goal!" Um, and I, he, was, he was obviously afterwards when he listened to it, he was, he was cracking up. <laughs> yeah, I, I still beat him that year. He, he, well, a, he's never paid me. So, <laughs> Matt, pay yeah. up, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Joseph, if you're listening, give me my own. And B, and B, he never beat me. So. Uh, I don't think many players would have been, you know, like... In, no, from open apart, play, though. Apart, apart from, from open play. Yeah, from yeah. open play, that's the thing, because obviously I was on penalties. He so. was quite an attacking right-back as well, wasn't he? He liked to yeah, himself he, yeah, as well. Yeah, but he, he would never have scored a goal in a million years. Obviously. I think I, think <laughs> I only saw, saw him score that one goal, and I played with him for a good few years. Mm. So even in training, he couldn't score. So I knew my money was safe every, every year. Mm. So it was a, like, yeah. Let's do that bet again. Let's exactly. Do that let's, double, let's double it. Let's <laughs> double it. If, if he'd have paid up, I'd have been up for doubling it, but he, uh, he never did, so... Uh, yeah, but that was uh, that was um, yeah, good times. Fantastic. So from South End. So at this point in South End, are you on the left wing or left back? Cent- have cent- you no, central midfield? So still central midfield. Central okay. midfield now. So I dropped back one. Yeah, back to central midfield because at West Ham they always you know been a left footer. They push me out to the left. But yeah, at South End I was yeah obviously the main man. So I was in central midfield and I used to sort of yeah sort of try and dictate games from there, which. It was hard because you know at Southend we didn't have the best team and we used to go and play teams like Arsenal, Tottenham, yeah, QPR and stuff like that and they used to spank us. I mean I think um, I remember we played Arsenal one one week one weekend and we lost eight nil and then the manager said to one of the players on the way back he went how many how many goals do you think were the goalkeepers for and he went nine and he went Dave we only lost eight nil <laughs> like, oh did we like but it was one of those where we used to get spanked quite a lot so right. um, you know it wasn't it wasn't overly enjoyable but you know I was uh, yeah I was a central midfielder back in back in those days and then from Southend onto QPR? QPR yep so Southend didn't offer me a pro contract but they um, didn't nope so Peter Taylor was the manager he got sacked a guy called Steve Thompson came in he yeah. won his one um, you know or his job description was to keep uh, Southend in that division. He did that, but 
he didn't care about the youth team. He didn't ever see us played. Right. He didn't know our names. Um, so at the end of the season, we were our contracts were up and like due to be offered a pro contract. The chairman said to him, you know, who do you think should get pro? And he said, I've no idea. Never seen them. I don't really? I don't really care. Shocker that. So then the it? chairman went to the youth team manager and said, who should get pro? So the youth team um, manager it was Danny Greaves at the time. Jimmy's son, and he said, oh, "Okay, so you've got Matt Lockwood um, and two other lads, Steve Parmenter and Cole Johnson. So I think those three should get pro." So the chairman turned around and said, "Right, I want to see him play in a reserve game. I'll decide if they're going to get pro or not." So the chairman decided. So the chairman decided. You know, so he's not seen us play at all. Just at one game. So he doesn't know how much we've improved. And exactly. All that yeah, sort yeah. Of stuff. Anyway, I found out that, that was the case. That the youth team manager sort of, I got on well with him, so he, he let me know. I refused to play. I said, I'm not having my two years judged on one game of football by someone that doesn't really know anything about football. Exactly. Um, so I didn't play. I had a slight injury as well, but I just said, no, I'm not playing. Um, the other two boys played. They were awful. And yeah, we all got released. Oh, Jesus. So um, yeah, so the youth team manager obviously felt horrendous, but the, our very next game for South End was against QPR. Oh, okay. Away at, at, their, at their training ground. Before the game, uh, Danny went and spoke to Billy Bonds, who was the manager at the time, yeah. and just said, look, these three boys have been have been released. I think they should have got pro. Can you just sort of keep an eye on them and let us know what you think? Um, I think we won the game 3-1. I played, I played really well. And I remember one yeah, in the second half, because Ray Wilkins was the manager at QPR at the time, yeah. and he was there watching. And he was walking off because QPR were playing at home that day, and he went walking off as we got a corner. And we used to do this corner where all the big lads stood on the goal line and I used to just whip it in right under the bar and like, you know, have a bit of a free fall in there. Wow. So he was stood right behind me and I whipped one in right under the bar, perfect corner, but they cleared it and we got another corner. So I literally I stood same there, again. someone rolled the ball and I put it exactly the yeah. same place. And he just, he just, as he walked off, he went, great, great balls. And that's all he said, didn't say anything else. Um, so then after the game, <coughs> Billy Bond sort of said, because I, I played really well, I played, actually I played centre midfield against Nigel Quasi. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And I, I did really well against him. One of the other lads, he was a centre forward, he scored like two worldies, like, you know, he scored like a volley from like 40 yards and <laughs> another one from like 25, it was ridiculous. So they, they invited the pair of us in to train with the first team. Um, so we went in for a week, trained with the first team, so that was back in the days of Les Ferdinand, Trevor Sinclair, yeah, yeah, yeah. all those guys. Um and yeah, then I hope we had a reserve game for them as well. And I remember it was at Loftus Road, and I got the ball in the, the centre circle, and it bounced up, and I hit this half volley out to the left winger who was stood right in front of Ray Wilkins in front in the dugout. Yeah. And I've zinged it, and it must have gone about three foot in the air the whole way to him. It was like nice, it the perfect. It, it was, it was one swing. of those where I just thought I'm just going to go for it, and I've just volleyed it as hard as I could, and it went straight to him. And Ray just stood there applauding, and I thought, well, that. I'm, it's I'm, good, isn't it? I think, good I'm, gonna, I think, I think I'm going to get a contract. Walking type Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So they offered us a year's contract, and um, yeah, went and, and went and signed, and uh, yeah, did a year there. So obviously, what that well for you? Because obviously, they would have been higher, like in, in a higher division than South End. Yeah, they're in the Prem. They're in the Prem. Yeah, yeah, South End would yeah. have been. In, well, they're in the Championship. No, they're in the Championship. Oh, Championship. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah no, South End were flying high at the time. Um, but yeah, no, QPR were in the Prem, and they were you know a top eight team in the Prem. Yeah, yeah. But it was actually the year I was there. That was the year they got relegated. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't even really know why. I think they had quite a few injuries and stuff like that. But yeah, that was obviously the. They relied a lot on Les Ferdinand, yeah. didn't they? And he got injured. I remember quite a lot because I had a QPR supporting kid in my class, and so they were about to go with Dan Daniel Dicchio. Was it Daniel Dicchio? Yeah, Deitch was there. Deitch. Oh, Deitch. Yeah, he was. 
Yeah, no, he was, Dietrich was a good player, but he didn't get the credit he, uh, he deserves. But, um, you know, they, but they obviously got relegated that year and um, they sort of said to us, oh, we're making cutbacks. Yeah. So, you know, you're not really anywhere near the first team, so we're going to let, let you go. And I was sort of disappointed because I'd done really well that year. And that the reserve team that year won the combination league. Yeah. You know, we've beaten sort of like, you know, Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea's and all that. Um, and I thought I might have had a had a sort of sniff of staying. Um but I didn't, so then I had, I must have had, I don't know, seven, eight, nine clubs sort of coming for oh, me. Okay. Um, I had quite a, a varied choice. I sort of, you know, Stoke, um, Colchester, Blackpool, Bristol Rovers, um, Crew. So from all over the country? Yeah, all over. Pick your clubs. That's the thing, I didn't really know what to do. I mean, Did you have an agent at this stuff? No. Obviously this is like, you know. Early, early, still quite Yeah, I was eighteen. Didn't didn't have an agent. Um, obviously, my dad wasn't. You know, he's not a football man. Yeah, so he, he didn't know. Because um, these days, you're, you'd have an agent who would be looking for the best deal for you with the most money and the and the. And the yeah, of course. I mean, to be fair, that. at that age, I wouldn't. I wasn't really bothered about the money. Yeah. I just wanted to go to the right club to yeah, yeah. progress my career. You know what I mean? And, and start being a first team player. So, what, um, who did you choose and why? Well, I chose Bristol Rovers purely and simply because of being Holloway. Um, okay. Because Ollie was a. QPR was a player, yeah, and then he, you know, he is is you know top guy, um, and he'd been offered the player manager's job at, at Bristol Rovers, okay, and he said, look, I want you to come down and, and you know be be sort of my first signing as a manager, so he took three of us from QPR with him, but it was close because I went up to Stoke and because um, the, the Stoke guy rang me in the summer and he said, look, can you come up and like we've we've got a game, um, just the under twenty ones are playing a game behind closed doors, do you fancy coming up to play? And I was like, not really. I said, because if I come and play and have like have a have a have a bad game, you're gonna take that contract away from me. Yeah. So he said, No, we won't. What we'll do is we'll give you the contract before the game starts, and then, you know, if you have a if you have a shocker, you've got the contract, so it doesn't matter. I was like, Okay. I said, mm, I'm still not sure. And he said, Look, too good to be true. Yeah, yeah. So he turned around and he said, Look, once I tell you who we're playing, he said, I, I guarantee you'll come. I was like, go on and try me. And he said, Oh, we're playing against Italy. So I was, like, <laughs> I was like, Italy who? <laughs> yeah. so I, we're playing against a national team. He said, because this was in 96, so the oh, so they championship. Were prepping yeah. for Euro 96. Yeah, yeah so they, so they were over. And he said, look, they, they've, they're based locally, because I think their first game was against the Czech Republic at Anfield. Um, and he said, they've just, in, you know, we've been in touch and they want to play a game behind closed doors. Mm. Um, so just a bit of a training gonna, ground. Are yeah. you going to come? I was like, um, yes, what time's the kickoff? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I, I went up there and it was bizarre. Like, literally, the place was dead. There was not a soul around. Um, so mum and dad was like, dropped me off. I've gone in, no one around. Um, that must have been out. amazing. It was, it, was, it, was, it was brilliant. I mean, so yeah, you go on the, you're on the pitch, still no sign of any Italians knocking about. I'm like, Someone having really? a laugh here. Yeah, all yeah. of a sudden, this sea of blues come out of the tunnel and it was the, yeah, the whole... Was, the it, was it like the first Italian, thing? It was it? Maldini, Zola, Del Piero, Ravinelli, the, the lot of them. Um, it was unbelievable. You know, wow. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, 18, 19, thinking, what wow. is going on? Um, anyway, so I was again, I was central midfield at the time, um, and I, 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 in the first half, I made a bad challenge on Di Matteo, <laughs> and got the ref gave a free kick. And as they played the ball quickly, Ravinelli ran behind me and just like, you know, whacked me, in the, whacked me in the back, and sort of just to say, don't do that. Don't do that again. I was like, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I, yeah. I won't. Um, I mean, I think we lost 2-0, but it was a good game. Obviously, I really enjoyed it. I actually tried to Meg Maldini. 
don't know why. It didn't come off. It just, it just <laughs> that would be amazing there. to make to it, make Maldini. It, it would have been. Yeah. One steal so, the grand jury. Do you know what? I don't think anyone ever made Maldini. So. No, but I tried. I tried. Yeah. I tried and failed. But um, <laughs> probably not the first time I've, I've done that. But no regrets in your life. No, exactly. You've got, got, got to give it. Got a the go, chance. Yeah. You got to do it. Exactly. I'd have called it as well if it had gone through. Yeah, exactly. It'd probably volume me up in the air, but it was worth a go. So, but anyway, but after that, I, yeah, I, I chose I chose Bristol Rovers purely and simply because I wanted to go and play Holloway. for in Holloway. Yeah, yeah I read. He? I read that he he was a big influence on you um, in your career. What 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 is it about him particularly that, or what what did he what do you think he saw in you, or what did you like about him? Well, the fact he's the biggest influence in my career is because he turned me from a central midfielder to a left back. Right. And um, what did he see that? Did he? Well, the reason, the, well, no, the reason he, he, he saw it is because at QPR we had a practice match one day um, and the left-back was injured and because I was left-footed they said, oh, Matt, you go and play left-back. So it was reserves versus first team and in the first team that was when Trevor Sinclair was on fire getting the England team. Yeah. But he actually had the flu that day and he didn't, he didn't feel well. Um, and obviously he, he was trying but he, he, he didn't feel great so he, he didn't have a very good game. Everything he did, I tackled him. He didn't get past me once. Right. And after the game, Ollie actually ran past me and he said, oh, have you ever played left-back before? And I just said, no. And that's all he said. And that little light bulb appeared above it, Ollie. Yeah, but well, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, I didn't know he was going to be, yeah. be offered the manager's job, but clearly he did. Um, and then as soon as I signed, he said, look, I, I can see you being a left-back, not a central midfielder. So I was like, no, no, I'm a midfielder, I'm a midfielder. And I, I, I remember I used to fight it all the time. Whenever, you know, Obviously, I played left back. I mean, I was in the first team. Yeah. But whenever the opportunity came, I said to him, oh, "You know, can I go centre midfield? Can I go centre midfield?" And I played there a few times. Um, but you know, he he saw something in me that no one else had up until that point yeah, in my yeah. career, and said, "No, you're a left back." And not being funny, if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't have played the amount of games I have because yeah, of um, you know, just purely simply the competition in central midfield. Absolutely. Where a left back, you're only competing against left-footed players and. Um, yeah, it's a bit more niche, isn't you know, it? 100%, it is. Yeah, 100%. And I've told him, I've told him, you know, I've, 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 I've you know, bumped into Ollie, you know, loads of times over the years, and I've told him that he's been the biggest, biggest yeah. influence in my career because wow. he has. Um, you know, everyone says, oh, my mum and dad, and don't get me wrong, my mum and dad were great, they just drove me here, there, and everywhere. But, but he made that change of football influence. Ollie, Ollie oh, 100%. Because at Millwall now, they're doing quite, they've started well, he's really well. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's brilliant. I mean, you know, people, you know, he comes across as being mad and stuff, and he is. He's, oh yeah, but that's part of that, the that that's is, part of the attraction of him is that he's uh, just a bit mental, and that's great. I mean, I actually lived with him in, in Bristol. He had like a, a big house, and he had a granny annex on the side. And the three lads that he signed from QPR, we all went and lived with him. Yeah, because he's he, from that part of the world, isn't he's he? From Bristol, oh, yeah. He's from Bristol. Yeah, he's actually Bristol. Yeah, yeah, he's got yeah. that slight. Yeah, he's got Bristol tongue. That, yeah. that twang. So um, yeah, so we went and lived with him, and uh, it was it was great. I mean, he, he didn't he didn't come around he just said, said to us look he said even though you're living next door to the manager he said still go and enjoy yourselves he said as long as you do it at the right time he said it's fine yeah. um, you know he used to pop around on odd occasions and have a game of darts with us or whatever but um, pretty much he left us alone to our own devices mm. so it was, uh, it, it was spot on and you was at Bristol Rovers for two years then yep really enjoyed my time there um, did well they offered me a new contract but the money was you know it was sort of Actually, just degrading what they did. Like you know, bearing in mind, I'd I'd gone as a nobody. Yeah. You know, played two seasons um, and, and 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 done well. And the manager even said I'd done well, but the chairman just wouldn't give me any more money. He offered me twenty five quid a week more than what I was on. Oh really? Yeah. Was Ollie still manager? Ollie was still manager. He knew, was Ollie still your manager? He was still the manager. Um, and then he said to me, he made he gave me a challenge. So after my two years was up, and I, they'd offered me the contract, but I sort of turned it down. I couldn't leave because I was under. 24 and there was sort of all those obviously all the Bosman. rules yeah yeah stuff. yeah I don't think Bosman was out then but there was something knocking about that you still couldn't go 
Um, and Ollie said to me, he said, right, if you... Because Ollie was really good at running all the pre-season stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I was also very good at it as well. And he said, look, if you come back pre-season and you can beat me, he said, I'll give you your contract that you want. So I was like, you got, yourself, you got yourself a deal. Yeah. So I got myself horrendously fit in the yeah. summer. I basically didn't, I didn't let you myself didn't stop get playing. on playing. You kept it up. I yeah. just kept on running. Um, and then so much so, I was actually injured when I went back to pre-season. I'd like, my, my feet were hurting and so I had to have a couple of days off. Anyway, so uh, like Bristol Rovers had signed this new player. I think it was like a right back. And they came in and were like, oh, Lockie, you're in trouble now. We found a runner. I think he's got you in the locker. <laughs> and I was like, we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, so we did... There was there was a run that um, Ollie had at the training ground. It was like a, about a mile run. So you sort of go in the trees, back out and round. And um, I was running with Ollie and this other player. I can't remember his name. I was just running behind them. We were, we were obviously going flat out. Yeah. Running, got halfway around. I was like, right, see you later. And I just I put my foot down and I I left them for dead. I must have beaten them by four hundred yards. And then Ollie came in and he was like the happiest I've ever seen him. <laughs> and he was like, that's what I'm talking about. That's right. Right, and, then, and he said to me, he said, right, I'm going to go and speak to the chairman now and try yeah. and get a new contract. And I probably got released the day after. Oh, <laughs> no way. The chairman wouldn't give me the money. He, he, he said, oh, he won't budge. He won't budge. He said, no, I'm not going to stand in your way. Um, and that's, then I was obviously, you know, out, out of contract, out without a club. And then I was like, ah, oh, this is uh, yeah. interesting. I think it was literally 10 days before the start of the season. Right, right. Sort of, what does that feel like? Because I read an interview that you did with Sky Sports back in 2010. Right. Uh, not to go over our ground too much, but um, what, what's that like being... At that age, country? I mean, I suppose it wasn't that much of an issue because, mm. you know, I would have just moved back with my mum and dad. I didn't have any responsibilities. You know, right. it's not as though you've got a mortgage or kids. Or That's the thing. Like when that. you're younger, you haven't got like, the commitment. You don't really no, like of course not. That's the thing. I mean, I, I had a car that I'd bought myself and I didn't I didn't have any outgoing, so it was yeah, irrelevant. Yeah. It really was irrelevant. But, you know, from a professional point of view, you know, you're gutted because you're, you haven't got a club and you know you're good enough because you've just been offered a new deal at, you know, a League One club um, that, you know, got very close to the playoffs um, well we actually got in the playoffs that year and yeah because we they, the they were strong Bristol Rovers I remember they yeah, were no, we good. I mean, there, we had like Jamie Curiton we had Barry Hales up front we, we, that know, was a good we, yeah, good front too wasn't yeah, it for we, that division he's, he's still good now he's at Dagenham he's at Dagenham he's scored yeah so you know it was it was horrible at the time because you know you'd been offered a contract then he got taken away and you thought well where do I go now and then I can't remember how it happened but I know I nearly signed for Berry. Right. Um, okay. I went up and had talks with Neil Warnock, um, and then Orient. Ori, I'd spoken to Tommy, and Orient had offered me a deal as well. Um, you know, Berry had offered me a lot. You know, they were in the championship at the time. They'd offered me a lot more money than yeah. Orient were offering me, um, but it just didn't feel right. I went and met. I, I had an evening with Neil. Um, we went and watched a reserve game, and we, we were talking football and stuff. And the thing that put me off about that is he'd never seen me play football. And right. he said, I can't wait to see you play. And, You're I said, thinking, well, and I said to him, I said, but you never seen me play? And he said, no. And he said, I can't wait. He said, I've, I've heard all about your wonderful left foot. But what he'd been saying during the night, I knew I wouldn't be his sort of player. Right. And I rang him the next day and I just said, look, I don't, I don't think you'll like me as a player. Um, and he said, why, what do you mean? And uh, he said, oh, you know, I, I, just, I just, from what you were saying last night, I, I just don't think you'll like me. And he said, "Well, look, I, you know, respect your honesty. Yeah. Thanks, you know, thanks for that, and not just coming and, and sort of taking take the, the money. money." Yeah. Um, yeah. So then I, I came, and you know, it just—I mean, I, I was always going to sign for him anyway, but that just, you know, confirmed 
that yeah, yeah, you had to explore decision, that option, obviously. Like, of course you do. It'd yeah. be rude not to. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. You know, just like when you know, I had those seven or eight clubs you know, after, after me when I left um, QPR, I had to go and explore all the options and then pick the best one for me. That's right. And, and Orient was the best one for me and it turned out to be you know, the best decision I've sort of made. Yeah, yeah. totally. And what were your first... And, and for us as well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. first impressions of the club? <clears throat> Hated it. <laughs> that was a very quick answer. Oh, wow. Well, my dad, right? So this, this so <laughs> I came to train him at Hackney Marshes. Yeah. All the boys are wearing blue training kit. There's me and two African lads in red training kit. Not one person spoke to me. Really? Yeah. I just, I just literally just stood with these two lads. They didn't speak English. So I'm like, oh, this is great, isn't it? So who were the main first team players in? So that was obviously you had Dean Smith, Simon Smith, Clark, right, Stuart okay. Hicks, Matt Joseph, Roger Joseph. <coughs> a, lot, a, lot of big, a lot of big characters yeah, in there. Yeah, Alex Inglethorpe, Craig Maskell, all, all, all the boys, right, yeah, yeah. All, all that era. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I stood there and I'm like, this is great. Obviously, we, we had a game. I was, you know, Easily good enough, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I did well in training. Um, then I played against Kingstonian in a friendly, um, and then Tommy offered me a contract and I signed. And then once I'd signed and I'd got the blue the kit, everyone was fine. Right. But then I didn't realize, obviously, I realized afterwards why they didn't speak to any of the, any of the trialists because Tommy used to bring in like five trialists a week. Who were all terrible. And then before you knew it, they'd be gone. So they they would be gone like the yeah, next yeah. day. So what's the point of talking yeah, to yeah. them and getting friendly with them? Because they're not, they're not going to be here. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I could understand why. But I, in the car, I got in the car with my dad on the way home. And I was like, oh my God, how unfriendly were they? And he said, they didn't really talk to you, did they? Because he watched. Yeah. And I was like, no, no. Not, I didn't say a word. Mm. Um, but yeah, after that, I, I found out they were all very friendly guys. And I still obviously keep in touch with uh, you know quite a few of them. So, uh, yeah, so first impressions weren't great, weren't but, great, it, but they, they improved very quickly. Okay, that's very good, very pleasing otherwise. Yeah. See, that sort of stuff is, is the sort of stuff that drive players out the door because they don't want to play, they, they showed this interest and then they just end up leaving and, yeah. and, and a lot of talent goes that way, I'm sure. Yeah. But thankfully that turned out that turned out all right. Who, who because obviously you're still quite young at the time, who took you under their wing? Um, Smudge probably. Yeah. Um, you know, he was he was a captain. He was a captain, he, he, yeah. He was, you know, he sort of looked after, made sure everyone was okay. Um, I got on really well with Simon Clark. I like playing with him because obviously we played the three at the back, didn't we? And I was sort of wing back then. Yeah. And like Clark, he used to encourage me just to go forward all the time, which was fine by me. Um, but no, again, you know, it was it was uh, it was it was a good sort of good good thing, yeah, good team and good spirit. And you know, we had Griff up front scoring the goals, and he was, he, um, he was magnificent, so good, wasn't yeah. He? And uh, no, it was it was it was a good. A good start, and again, you know, I, I came in and, and and did did quite well, and I suppose that helped everyone. You know, I suppose it helped me settle in. It, yeah, everyone accepted me because I was I was you know doing decent a decent player. job, mm. um, and then you know we did we did well that year, didn't we? And got to the playoff finals, so um, you know it was a it was a sort of fairly successful season. Yeah, no, totally. So we could be all night talking about kind of every season, but in terms of who was the funniest Orient player, who had the best banter? Who you ever, yeah, best banter. Chris Tate. I think you could probably tell that with Chris Tate. Can't yeah. Him and Andy Harris. Like, literally, they should go on Big Brother. They'd be brilliant. <laughs> really? and Andy, Andy Harris, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm still friends with him. Andy came to my wedding and stuff. He's, he's you know, mental. He's hilarious. Like, literally, he could, you know, Chris Tate just, without, Chris Tate just looks funny. If like, I, you just look at him and you just go, got I, bet, I bet he's really funny. Well. Yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> if, 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 you know, if I, 
was a manager, you would sign Chris and just say to him, you're never going to play because you're rubbish. <laughs> but, <laughs> came up with the odd like, wonder goal, though, he didn't he? Did, well, and the, 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 the overhead at Barnet and stuff. Yeah. But um, you, would just, you would just say to him, look, you're, you're rubbish, but come and train, have fun with the boys, just you liven the spirit. Yeah. Everyone just laughs at him. Did he um, know he was rubbish, though? Like, when you, like, obviously, I, yeah, the band's so. out, and you're going, like, you're a bit like, whatever. Yeah, Did, I mean, it never got personal, but he would know he was... He wasn't the best. Um, <laughs> he sat near us at the FA Cup game, Everton. Do you remember? He sat near us. Yes. I don't think he played I think he was game. injured. I think, right. I think he was injured. And he sat near us at, at Everton in the FA Cup game. Yeah. And we were all like, oh, that's Chris. But no, I'll tell you, he was Chris a great lad. You know, everyone loved him. Yeah. Everyone still speaks highly of him. I think before the playoff final, there was like a campaign on Facebook to find to him. Get I think he's in a pub now, isn't I he? I came North across East? him on Facebook, actually, and I don't know, It's I think it comes up like, do you know? Right. And I don't know why he would come up on my line, no, because no. I don't have any connections right. to him. But just randomly, Chris Taker, I was right. like... That's amazing. It is him, because he's still got, you know, he's, he's yeah, still yeah, quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's, he's a legend. And he's up, up, up north somewhere. He's, he's from York, isn't he? So he's, yeah. probably, he's probably back up that neck of the woods. Um... So, uh, no, yeah, Tate was a ledge, but no, him and Andy Harris, I would say, were the two funniest characters. That's superb. Uh, best player Orin ever played with? Hmm. Or you could, we could pick best no, no, players. Yeah, I think, I think we've got a, got a brain racker here. Or maybe best keeper. Best keeper, I'd say, is Scott Barrett. Really? Yeah. yeah. He yeah. made some great penalty saves, didn't he? Yeah. Shootout, yeah, Scott, he made two. I, I, mean, I, I got on really well with Scott. He was in my car school. We used to travel in together all the time. Um... And yeah, I'd say he was he was the best. Um, just purely and simply, just he was you know calm under pressure. He just he like he wasn't the biggest, but he he was. I would say he was the best because I mean, who else did I play with in you know in goal? We saw like Gingana, which obviously did well. He's, he the, was fantastic. Yeah. I was disappointed here because I actually rated him quite. Yeah, well. no, I, I, I spoke I spoke to Glyn obviously a little while ago when we were trying to organise the um, the uh, playoff trip and the reunion and stuff, but. Um, Again, Glenn's a lovely guy, but um, Scott for me was was up there. And plus, I couldn't ever score penalties past Scott. Oh, really? No, because obviously I you, you know used to talk to him in the car about penalties and yeah, not giving my secrets or whatever. But I just yeah. couldn't score past him, and he used to laugh. Like, yeah, yeah. When when we, we got a penalty in training, he'd be like, "What's the point of you in taking it? You know I'm going to save it." <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he just had me. Psyched mentally. you out. He yeah. just mentally had me. He just had me on toast. <laughs> um, yeah, I, just, I could never score past him. He just went the right way every time. Um, so yeah so I, I gave up even trying in the end um, I guess as a defender as well that if you've got a keeper who you're confident in yeah. it makes it your job easier doesn't it yeah of course and, no, and it makes you play and the fact as well you know the fact you, 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 know, you could pass the ball back to Scott and you knew he was comfortable if someone came to close him down he'd just take him on yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah. He, wouldn't, he wouldn't care about, about things like that um, you know like other goalkeepers like Ashley Bays wouldn't have ever done that. He would have literally just kicked it out of the, out of the way. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't have wanted the embarrassment of getting caught on the Tackled, ball. Yeah, yeah. Like Scott knew that he had the like the ability that he could take people on and and get a bit of a cheer from the crowd. And yeah, yeah. Um, he would he would do that. Yeah, he'd be the best goalkeeper. Defender. I mean, you're probably the best defender. Smudge. Yeah, you got Smudge. You got you got obviously you got Mackey. Um, oh, yeah, you know, but they're, they're different sort of people. Like Gabby, you know, you know probably, was probably yeah. the best, the best defender. The fact that he got sold for you know, yeah, million, yeah, a million quid yeah. and stuff Full like that. But you know, for me, with like Smudge and John being the captains and doing that, for me, they're they'd, they'd be the two up there. And the fact that again, I still I still speak to them on a regular yeah, basis. Yeah. A pair of them, I, I get on well with them. You know, so uh, it's um, yeah, it's nice. I'd definitely say they were they were up there. 
both great leaders. Yeah, absolutely. In their own right. Yeah, yeah of course they were. That's the thing. Obviously, they, they both will tell you they're not technically they're not the best players in the world, but you don't need to be to. No, of course uh, not. You know, to make you know inspire people and to get the best out of people. You just need to know where you're short and make sure you don't get caught. Yeah, of course, that's the thing. They're so you'd be better at reading the game if you haven't got the pace. Exactly. Like Rio Ferdinand wasn't particularly isn't particularly speedy. Yeah. But he reads the game quite well and he. In very probably bad example actually, but he generally puts himself in the right yeah, place. Yeah, of course, doesn't need to. But it's funny actually because I said to Smudge once, um, I can't remember who we were playing. It was like Rochdale away or some someone random, and I started laughing in the game. And he, he said to me, he said, "What are you laughing at?" I was like, "You." He said, "I, I said, I've, how long have I played with you? I've just seen you sprint for the first time." <laughs> the ball went over his head because he'd, mi- he'd misread where the ball was going to go, and he had to sprint back to like to race the, the, the defender. And that's the first time I'd ever seen him sprint. Right. That was brilliant. I thought he had the worst running action ever. So I was crying <laughs> next to him, like I'm running back with him, but I'm laughing. Yeah. And he's like, "What are you laughing at?" I was like, "You. You've just I've just seen you sprint for the first time ever." <laughs> and that's the only time I've ever seen him sprint because he didn't need to because he was always in the right position. Yeah, so yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. To do it. and he even laughs about it now <laughs> he still remembers that game when I, when I said that but um, yeah no they, the, the pair of them were, yeah, were, were good to play with and obviously uh, as they were captains on the rare occasion where you might have made a mistake or other players would make mistakes but they let those players know about it yeah of course but I think you know it's you know, man management isn't it it's like knowing how to get the best out of players yeah you can't just scream and shout everyone. yeah of course yeah. You, you know you've got to you know pick and choose who you do that to but no they were, they were good at that I mean you know John was a little bit um more just scream and shout at people, but you knew that was John. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. that's just what John Nothing was like. Personal, was it? No, of course it wasn't. As no. soon as you come off the pitch, you give you a big cuddle and yeah, yeah. Um, you get on with it. At the end of the day, he just wanted us us to win, just like we all did. Yeah, um, so no, it was uh, no, the pair of them were, were very good. Midfielder, um, central midfielders. I don't know. Michael Simpson was up there. He, yeah. was, he was you know very underrated. Um, Craig Easton, obviously. Yeah, Jeff Minton, when he came in, had fantastic ability. Maybe didn't quite do it for us. Um, yeah, I suppose those. Yeah, yeah. Um, wingers, wingers wise, the, the most, the, the best, or the, the, my favourite winger that I played with was Joey Keith. Okay. And everyone would be like, "Why?" Mm. Yeah, that's I a... just loved playing football with Joe. Did he make because... your job easier? Yeah, because I used to give him the ball, and because because obviously when 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 we went for the playoff final the other the other week, um, yeah, Joe sort of said to me, he said, "I got you a move, didn't I?" He said it was because I just kept on, yeah, I get you gave me the ball, <laughs> you'd go make a run, I'd find you the perfect pass. But that's that's how it was, you know. I, I'd give Joe the ball. He was comfortable with the ball under possession in in possession. He wasn't the quickest, and he wasn't yeah, yeah. the most skillful. Um, but I knew that if I made a run, he would give me the ball back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we we played so well together. And I was really disappointed when Lingy ended up getting you know sort of like leaving him out of the team and and uh, you know and ended up like getting rid of him in the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he, he, yeah, I think Lingy brought Wayne Corden in, where I'd go on a run round Wayne, he'd do a chop, 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 ignore me and cross it and himself, and I'd yeah, be yeah. like, yeah, don't get me wrong, I'm not being selfish. I want the ball back. But I just felt it worked better with Joe. In yeah, my yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and we had a really good partnership and a good understanding. You know, I used to sit next to Joe on the bus on the way to to games. I mean, you know, I used to play poker. And I used to probably used to just sort of take all his money off him. That's probably <laughs> why I enjoyed it. But we used to room together. We used to room together. As so that's well. a you room with. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I mean, I roomed. You know, I roomed with Andy Harris. He was like my like my like, you know, my closest mate when I when he was there, and then Joey um, after that. Um, I remember who I was, I used to room with, but um, you know, but I, I really enjoyed playing with Joe. 
Fantastic. Interesting. Very, very Forward interesting. Yeah. Carl, maybe? Yeah, Griff, I suppose, but he wasn't really there that much. Because um, when I first came, he maybe was there for that season and left and then came Head back. back. Yeah. And then he nicked a couple of penalties off me, didn't he, at Chester, <laughs> which I didn't really appreciate. Um because we got a penalty, we got a penalty at, at Chester, and he'd just come back for his second spell, and he said to me, "Oh, Matt, let me take the penalty." He said, "I haven't scored yet. Let me get my confidence up." So I was like, "Okay, fine." Then he scored. He scored the penalty. Then he scored another goal. Then we got another penalty in the second half. Oh, but then he's on a hat trick. Yeah. Now. So how can yeah, I not let, let me take it from a hat Exactly. Yeah, yeah. How can I not let him take that? So uh, yeah, my goal tally should be higher, but it's good. <laughs> it should have two more. Two more. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Griff was up there. I mean, um, you know, Watsy was a good finisher. He was a very good finisher. Wasn't he? Yeah, one on one Steve finisher. Watts. Steve Watts. Yeah. Um, I didn't rate him. No, again, uh, yeah. he came through the competition, didn't he? Yeah, the I mean, Sun that, competition. That was a setup, but yeah, he came. Was he, it? Yeah, it was already done. There was, there was exclusive on your own outlook that, podcast. That was a publicity stunt, but um, yeah. what for the club? Yeah, I suppose for so. him. No, no, for the club. Yeah, it was just all the big. Yeah, let's do a big competition, but he'd already got the contract anyway. Um, exclusive. Yeah, yeah. But mum's the word. Don't tell anyone. I so yeah, so he, he would already sign, but he was a great finisher, one-on-one finisher, like in training now, he just never missed, um, but he just couldn't run, um, you know, he wasn't very quick, he never really got himself that fit, um, but Mots is one of my good mates now, I speak to him all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, you had obviously Simba at the end of his career. Simba. Um, Mara Simba. Yeah. yeah. Again, I'd love to have seen him in his heyday. Um, he was 35 ish when no, he comes yeah, to us passport said yeah but probably a couple of years older yeah, exactly but no again you, know, <laughs> he, you, you only saw him at the peak of his career so like you know now the way I looked at him obviously people are looking at me like that and be like oh yeah of course yeah, yeah. In, his, in his peak um, I don't know I mean that's a, that's a great amount of players anyway isn't yeah it? I mean that's obviously you, Steely was, was you know was, was a good good player for us he was a great. I thought he was a good finisher, Steely. I remember the first match quick. I saw him in. I think it was either, I think it was come from at home on Wolverhampton at home, and he had a one on one with his defender, done him, and smacked it into the bottom corner, scored straight away, yeah. early goal. I was really impressed yeah. by that. He um, was quick though. I remember at, at, yeah. at Oxford away yeah. on, on in that game, and just out, he's picked the ball up and his head down, he's just straight for yeah. goal. No, no mucking around with him. He was clinical. Yeah. So no, I mean that's. I mean we didn't we didn't really have. You know, the twenty-five goal a season man, mm. ever, did we? And that's where we it never had a twenty goal a season. Yeah, that's where we always <laughs> used to struggle. Um, yeah, but you know, you had good good players up there over, over the time. Obviously, Jabbo was raw, and yeah. um, but you know, great great lad, great you know, good pro. Mm. Um, and you can tell that because they're still playing now, so you know that they were. Yeah, he's players. he's got better. Yeah, like his whatever they did when he, he went to MK Dons. Yeah, they they've made they've improved him massively because he's watching his game for yeah. the clubs that he's played. Is it Cole, Cole you now? Yeah, he, he played last season. He played, yeah, and his hold up play and, and you just can't get the ball off yeah. him. Well, he's such and a he's really he's good. He's so strong. Yeah, yeah. he is yeah. really strong. He never he never took advantage of his physical stature when he was younger. But like you say, he's matured as a player. He's he's obviously learned learned the trade, and you know I can imagine he's decent. I've not seen him play for a while. Obviously, I've been up the road for four years, so I've not, yeah. I've not had the uh, had the opportunity to speak to him. Uh, to see him, obviously, I'll speak to him. But um, you know, he's, I'm not I'm not surprised. He's uh, he's he's better now. Yeah, maybe he should have been in the gym a little bit more when he was younger. I don't want to turn out like Akin Femme or anything, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, bench pressing cars and stuff yeah. like that. But. Yeah, I think he'd have probably done quite well out of that. Yeah, no, definitely. Actually, but no, he's 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 got bigger now. Yeah. Um, because I watched on YouTube the game, the the, the, the two playoff games, the semi finals, and he's just like a young kid. He's, he's tiny. Now when you well, look not at tiny, him, now, but he's not. He doesn't look strong. Yeah. No, yeah. He, he looks small. He looks like a yeah. boy playing in a man's game. Yeah. 
No, and that's no disrespect. That's just how it looks. You can tell he's really young with his hair doing all that. Yeah. Uh, but when you see him now, and he's big, and he's got presence, and he's strong, and yeah. he wins headers all the time, and he holds the ball up really well. But anyway, um, this isn't about Jabbo. So like you said, the first season, made the playoffs, and one of your defining moments, I guess, in an Orient shirt, was the uh, winning penalty in the playoff semi-final. Yeah. Against Rotherham. Yeah, so it was probably two of the most boring <coughs> games. <laughs> nil-nil at home, nil-nil away. I remember at one stage, um, in, the, in that second game, at, away at Rotherham, I'm running up and down the wing with their wing back. we just running up and down with each other. And I said to him, I said, how boring is this? We hadn't touched the ball for about 30 just minutes. Just cancelling each other out. Yeah, right? basically. And it sort of got to the stage where you could tell that no one wanted to make a mistake and it was yeah. always just going to end, end it's quite cagey. Cagey, yeah. yeah, so then it goes down to penalties, which is, is a horrible way to set any game. Um, yeah, still but, feeling the pain from. Yeah, from of course, home. and that's the thing. I, I was there, so you know, I, I wanted to go and get my boots on and go and score one for them. But um, you know, someone's got to lose, and it's it's not it's not the best way of doing it. But mm. that's just that's how it you know, is. That yeah. is how it is. Too even. That's how. Um, with the team, com- were you co- with the team confident as a whole before the penalty shootout? Was, you know. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we hadn't. Um, you know, sort of. Really, I don't know. We weren't really. Did sort you of, practice it no, before? No, no, no. But I mean, because Tommy, Tommy used to always have a go at me. He said, "Don't practice your penalties because you can't recreate the pressure." Yeah. Um, so we didn't. We didn't practice. So after the, you know, after the, you know, the end of the extra time, he said, "Right, who wants a penalty?" And you know, people put their hands up, and he picked who he wanted, and we went from there. And I think he picked wisely. You know, he picked experience. Yeah. Um, and you know, luckily for me, I sort of said, "Look, I'll go, I'll go fourth, or it was fourth, wasn't it?" I went. Yeah, um, yeah, you went fourth. Yeah, Scott, we, you know, we scored about us, didn't we? Yeah, we scored, scored all of them. Yeah, and you know, saved two. There, saved two. Yeah. yeah, and the fact that you know, I, I had the opportunity to to score that winning penalty. It was just you know, luck, wasn't it? Really, I could yeah, have gone, could yeah, have gone yeah, fifth, yeah, and then yeah. Alex Inglethorpe would have, you know, would have, yeah. well, you know, would have, would have obviously got the glory. But um, you know, I was you know more than happy to step up to it. And even though that was the first penalty I'd taken for him. Again, I knew I was going to score. So what was going through your mind when you're walking up? You know, it's a long walk. Isn't it? it is a long walk. But what goes through your mind? What are you thinking? I, I, I you know, have nothing to lose because even if I missed, we so, still had another penalty. So there was no fear. No, nothing mind, at all. Yeah, no like, literally, no fear at all. I was just, I just couldn't wait. To, I wanted to run up and take it because I knew right. I was going to score. Plus, if I'd missed, it didn't really matter because you would get because another, chance, another chance. And you know, I, I was confident that because it was Alex Inglethorpe was going to take the fifth one, and I knew that he would score. Um, so you know, I just went up and did and you have your corner? Did you know where you're going to oh, hit? Yeah, Did you I go knew, right and yeah, hit no, this corner? I knew, yeah, I knew where I was going. Um, yeah. do, you, do you know, do you have a favoured side that you go? Or is no, not really. Just, just, just wherever no, you No, no, I don't really take penalty anymore. Is it, is it, was it keeper dependent? Would, would you analyse what... Would you well, realise the keeper go right? I think he's strong on his left side. Well, no. Some, well, once that I, I did that when we played Ipswich in in the preseason friendly when Richard Wright was in goal. Mm. I'd noticed the year before every single penalty that he was in goal for, he dived the same way. So we got a penalty against them, and he did dive the same way, and I just passed it in the other corner. Right. Okay. So okay. that's that's the only time I'd ever ever sort of done that. Um, but no, so I knew I was going to score, scored, and then yeah, got punched in the back of the head by a Rotherham fan for my, uh, my yeah, efforts. Pick, yeah. So yeah. We were going to ask you about that yeah. actually, because Matt Roper said about that. Yeah. What what happened there? Well, no, I just sort of literally just come on and just gave you a clunk. Yeah, basically they sort of because um, you scored it, didn't you? And then you were, you were so you were in that To be corner. fair, you were quite. 
Cool, so you were giving it like... Yeah, yeah, but I, I was facing away from them. Yeah. I was facing down the pitch to the boys, because obviously the boys were running towards me, but then they sort of put all their they just, they just piled on the pitch. piled up, didn't they? Yeah. And yeah, then some bright spark thought it'd be good to punch me in the back of the head, so then I turned around and gave it large to them, and then turned around and ran down the other end to celebrate with <laughs> our fans, who weren't going to punch me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the worst I would have got was probably a kiss on the lips when I ran down the other end, but... Um, did you feel it though because obviously you yeah, must no, have felt had, it. like I mean, the adrenaline yeah, like didn't, surging for your body hurt, but I, I felt it um, but yeah so I turned around gave it large and then, then ran off thinking right I need my mates around me now yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I can't yeah, give it yeah. large to like West 3,000 people yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. so the atmosphere in the stadium at the time what, what's it how does that transfer onto the pitch because obviously not being footballers we don't know so do you feel the energy or the nervousness yeah, from, the, yeah. from the fans you, you do yeah 100% and then afterwards you know the relief, the relief and, yeah. and the celebrations and then the dressing room afterwards you know when you're spraying champagne, champagne around yeah. you're, worried, you're worried that the chairman's going to have a heart attack because he's getting too excited and <laughs> um, you know it, it was great and you know, they're, they're the memories that you know will live on forever yeah, in no, my, in my mind, because yeah, yeah. you can't, you, you know, you, f- you forget so much. Obviously, not I was there for nine years, you know, played all those games, and you do forget games because they were forgettable games. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, you know, there were some terrible games in there, um, but then there's games that do stand out, and you will never forget. And the fact that you know now the majority of the good ones are on the internet, you know, so well, it's great. You know, you no, can go back. And, see it. Of course, you can, but you can go back and watch games like the the Oxford game. Um, and even now, you know, you watch it, and you're like, "Wow, like, did we actually do that sort of thing?" Yeah. And it sinks in, and it, and it does. It you know, every time I watch anything that was good that we did, you know, it does. It does send shivers up your spine, and it is, um, you know, is is like, stand out. Of course, it does, and yeah. it, it makes you proud that you sort of did that for yeah. for for such a sort of fantastic club that Orient is, and you know, people say oh, Orient, you know, small little club, but it's it, it's our club, yeah, of course, and, and yeah. it means a lot to us, and and what we've done to you know, to, or what I did, you know, to over those nine years I'm proud of and you know it's it's something that I'm um, you know I'll always be proud of mm. and you're in the history books so no one can take that away from anyone yeah of course the club burnt down tomorrow would still have people who could tell the stories yeah no exactly and and you know and, and that's not what I did it for I didn't do it because I wanted to be an Orient legend or I wanted to you know I did it because I loved the game and I got an opportunity at Orient and I was there for a long time and mm. you know I was just doing my job mm. and if and you know and I'm, and I'm pleased that it, I did a good job that everyone was sort of like you know proud of. Yeah, very much so. Absolutely, and and the fact that it's appreciated by so many and that still lives on is is just a bit of a, a great legacy to have, really. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I've not been back to you know to Brisbane Road or Matchroom Stadium, whatever. Um, Anytime I want to come back, mate, you can sit with yeah, us no, the South Stand. It's not a problem. That's the thing. I mean, you know, I, it's not that I haven't been back because I don't want to come back or I had the chance to. No, I, you know, I haven't. And then you know, I, I, I wouldn't want to come back. Oh, you know, Matt's just come back just so people can you know. You know, say well done to him and all that. I mean, I'm not that sort of person. I'm, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I'll I'll be back. I sort of said, oh, the next time I come back, I'll be the Orient manager. Obviously, that doesn't look like that's going to happen anymore. But um, you know, I did. I said that, and I did mean it because I, that's you know, I want I wanted to be you know the Orient manager one day. Um, still do. I still do. Desperate, desperately, desperately, definitely, cause, cause still I, happen. Because I would be, I would be good at it. Because I think you know, I've got the attributes to be a good manager. You know, good man manager, knowing a good player. Um, maybe you don't think so if you think if, if you think Joey Keats a good player, but um, <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say I would yeah. play him. I just said I enjoyed playing with him. Yeah, yeah, questions yeah. would be asked, Matt, if you saw yeah. Joey Keats on a, on a four-year deal. Well, having, the four-year having, having, going to meltdown. Having seen him in May, he's a little bit too round to play football now. <laughs> um, 
So, but no, I, th- I think I'd be a good manager. But obviously now, you know, Barry's sold up and gone off and done other things. You know, the club has changed. It's changed, yeah, it changed course, overnight yeah. and I yeah. don't think it'll ever be the same again. So maybe that ship has sailed. But, you know, like you say, never say never. And, um, you know, the badges have been done and, and I'm, I'm fully ready to do it. And I've been, you know, assistant manager up at Dundee. And so, you know, I'm, I've sort of done my apprenticeship as such where, you know, I would be ready to give it a go. But... Again, that's not down to me to decide. So, so at um, Dundee, did you work under Presley? No, because Presley was never the manager at Dundee. Oh, he's full Kirk. Yes. <laughs> close, close. No, I, so I was going to try and link that. Maybe something coming up for commentary. No, no. So um, no, Barry Smith was the manager, and then he left, and then John Brown came in, and then he left, and then Paul Hartley. But I didn't. Paul Hartley put all his own guys in, and then subsequently got rid of me because he probably thought I was a threat to his job. Because oh, you applied for that, didn't you? I did apply for that. Yeah, and. Uh, I mean, Hartley, I knew Hartley was already in line for it, but I thought I'd just put, throw my hat into the ring because I wanted them to know that I was exactly. serious about, yeah. you know, it's about doing it because I could have, I could have, you know, obviously got the club promoted like they did. Um, it was an easy job and uh, we just had people that maybe didn't, weren't quite up to the job at the time doing it. Yeah, but, um, but again, it's, you know, it's all about being in the right place at the right time and um, having someone to trust you and, and give you the opportunity to do it. People always go on about managers saying, oh, you know, we want people with, um, you know, sort of like, you know, um, not good reputation, but, you know, having a, a good CV that have been there and yeah. done it. But what they've done is they've just been at loads of different clubs and got sacked a lot of times. times. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. basically what you're doing is you're employing someone that just isn't very good at yeah, their yeah. job. Yeah. You know, they, they lose their job a lot but then because they've got loads of experience you give them another job but you yeah. think well hold up that's yeah. it's like the premiership isn't it when someone gets sat for example Palace Malky McKay gets linked with it Sherwood yeah. gets linked with it yeah. uh, Yol gets linked with it Clark um, gets linked with it all managers who have previously done it and have been moved on from their clubs yeah and this is the thing and then you get the same merry-go-round of the same old faces being punted about and how do the new guys get in and that's the thing and then they, they come and they get sacked and but they go and get another job and yeah, it's just, it just goes you know, on sometimes on. I know don't get me wrong as a chairman you know you want to employ someone with experience that have been there and done it but you know if you give someone without experience a chance you might unearth the next Jose Mourinho yeah of course you never Everyone's know I'm not, start somewhere. I'm not saying I'm the next Jose Mourinho but I might be Matt Lockwood and I'm the next Jose Mourinho exactly but that's the thing but you don't know until someone gives you the opportunity to do it you just don't know how good you're going to be at it um, but what you do know is the people that have got loads of experience that have been there and done it you know they're not the next Jose Mourinho because they would have done it otherwise and they would be the next Jose Mourinho you know, yeah. I, I don't know that's just my way of thinking because that's the only way I should think because I haven't got any experience so yeah. you know that's my that would be my argument if I had an interview with a, a chairman <laughs> but again that's not going to put bums on seats is it so um, you know no one's going to get excited if Matt Lockwood is a manager but they would if Gianfranco Zola was a manager yeah um, and, and that's football and, that's, and, I, and I know that's what it's like and I'm not you know daft enough to think otherwise fine so Rotherham beat yeah. on penalties and unfortunately even though it was a great day out remember yeah. that yeah Wembley. Wembley how was playing at Wembley for you I guess it was a, a bittersweet. Unbelievable! Bit sweet. It was it was it was brilliant. Um, you know, pulling up to the you know the twin towers and everything. The build up, amazing. You know, you know, walking out onto that pitch, knowing that you're following, following in the footsteps of such great history and yeah, games and cool. stuff like that. Amazing. The result, horrific. Just the game wasn't. It was a bit. Enjoyable. It was a bit of a poor game, wasn't it? They, yeah. got, they got an early goal, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. They were about eight, 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 ten, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think. I mean, I've, I've said it in the past, but I think Tommy got it wrong tactically that day. Um, he played 
you know, he played Roger Joseph, Simon Clark, Dean Smith, Stuart Hicks in a back four. We hadn't played a back four season. Right. I, I felt he just played... A bit too cagey, maybe? No, no, no. I think he just played those guys because they were old and they were never going to get a chance to play at Wembley again. Oh, that's, that's what I felt yeah. at the time. And I might have been completely wrong. I've never spoken to someone about it um, and I've never asked the question. But that's just what it felt like. And we just went with a different system um, that didn't work in the first half. Then we won nil down. We changed it at half-time. We were the better team in the second, second half. half yeah. We just couldn't score. You know, but if you'd have started off with the correct, like you know, the the correct system, yeah. um, you know, we, we, we could have gone on and won the game and, and been promoted. But you know, it's all ifs and buts. And at the end of the day, Tommy was there to pick the team. And, That's what um, got paid for. Of course it, it was. Yeah. That's the thing. And everyone's got opinions. You know, your, your opinion would be different to mine. But that was, that was, I just couldn't understand why he did that. Um, and I felt that that's what he let us down. I mean, I know you know Tony Richards played on the right wing. Tony Richards isn't a right winger. Yeah. Um, you know, some fans would say Tony Richards isn't a footballer, which <laughs> is down to them. But if you're going to play Tony, you play him up front, um, mm. where he was a big, strong boy. But you know, at the end of the day, these uh, you know managers are there, like you say, they're paid to make the decisions, and that's what decision Tommy made. And um, you know, for me, it wasn't. I didn't think it was the right thing to do at the at that time. But um, you know. It's hindsight is a wonderful thing. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, yeah. You know, looking back, that's maybe what, what went wrong. Yeah, I remember feeling so disappointed after that game. Like we I've, got I've there, still got a scarf at home. So excited! Scarf I, wear. I had the black flag scarf until it, recently. Yeah. And I, you I, just, it. I just chucked. No, I just chucked it. It was all old and decrepit, so I didn't bother with it. But so then, I, I, after that, then two years later, I guess the playoffs again against yeah. the whole city, and probably your defining Leighton Orient goal. I would say favorite goal for Leighton Orient for that one. That screamer in the. Yeah, it is. Obviously, it is because it was the best goal I've probably ever scored. But I've got other favourite goals that I really like that other people would be like, oh, why do you like okay. that one? All right, we'll talk, um, let's talk through your whole goal first and yeah. then we'll come to your favourite favourite goal. Yeah, goals. yeah. We'll so, that. I mean, we were 1 0 up at the time. It was quite a tense match. Yeah, wasn't so what's it? It was a lot to play a, for. Yeah, so, what's he scored got? a good diving a header? header. Um, that was a very good diving great header. Actually. Yeah. yeah, great technique. Um, you know, and it was, like you say, it was a close game. But again, it was one, one we thought we, we could win. Um, so in the second half the ball's come to me and I've run with it and it was very similar to the goal um, and I have, I have told other people this story and I passed the ball out wide um, to Scott Houghton I think it was Scott was, 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 was out wide and um, Steve Castle said to me Lockie, next time you get the ball have a shot like it really opened up for you, Dave. Like, you know, yeah, if you don't, if exactly. you don't shoot you're never going to score so Obviously, the next time it came to me, it's opened up again. Yeah, literally. They closed you down, didn't they? No, no, so you kept all. running yeah, and no, no one yeah. kind of came out so to So I sort of didn't really know what to do with it. So I thought, right, well, there's only one option here. And uh, yeah, let fly. And literally, as soon as I hit it, I just knew. I was just going to say, it was one of those, as yeah, soon I, as it left your boot, you could just see it. I, got, I just caught it perfectly. Yeah. yeah. And it just absolutely flew in. And, um, you know, it was just one of those moments that I suppose, you know, that... Obviously, it was my defining moment. If any, if you speak, speak to anyone and say, right, Matt Lockwood at Orient, they'll be like, that goal. I think it's one of them. I think you've got a couple. Yeah, but, um, but that would be the one because it was in such a big game. and it, you That's know, the thing, it, big know, game. It was, it was obviously a full house and you know, it means such a lot to so many people. Um, again, you know, that, that, I mean, for me, that, was, that opened the door to loads of different things as well. So, that, so the next night, I was then invited on to um, the BBC News. Right. So like, yes, yeah, so yeah. I was I was on there talking about the goal. Then that led to me being invited to host Soccer Sunday um, okay. on ITV London. Um, 
you know, and it, and and then that then goes, and then now I'm you know doing a bit of commentary work, and it sort of yeah, you know, yeah. like, so, so, so that got oh, that was like a catalyst, of course, it, because that got me an interview on the TV. So then when I was on the TV, they realised I wasn't a, you know your stereotypical stupid footballer that yeah, can't yeah. string a sentence together. Yeah. So then they were like, actually, I could see I you see doing something good this, in, yeah. Yeah, in, in the industry. Obviously, I've got the perfect face for radio, so maybe that's why <laughs> I've, gone, I've gone down that route. But, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those where, you know, if I hadn't have scored that goal, would I, I wouldn't have then got invited on TV. Yeah, yeah. I then wouldn't have got invited on that TV show. I wouldn't have done those interviews. And those doors wouldn't have opened. Of course, that's yeah. the thing. And, and you know, it was, uh, you know it, was a, it was a special goal. And every time I see it, it still you know, it makes me want to burst into tears. But, no, it's still, you know, it's still sends a massive shiver down my spine um, and something that I'm, you know, extremely proud of that I, that yeah. I sort of, you know, that I managed to achieve. It's just great the way you scored and then you run off. I didn't, I didn't you know, just see, I, you just I, see Tate, like... I, yeah, he was on the side. I, I literally, was, side I, was, I was watching it, yeah. I was watching it earlier and literally he's just there and you go over to the side, to, to, to the east stand, uh, yeah, to the east stand because the dugout was on the east stand at the time, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah. And he was just there, he just happened to be there. He's got this massive smile on his face and then sort of all the other players come um, sort of steaming in and, and the, the fans behind the goal you can just see everyone just absolutely yeah, going mental great, behind the goal. Great goal and that's when we had the south stand as it is now yeah, rather yeah. than it being a terrace so um, that was a absolutely fantastic and then fantastic again obviously we didn't make it what beat Hull and then ended up at the Millennium, Millennium Stadium, Stadium yeah. against the Blackpool and then we take the lead after the 12th second something stupid like that something stupid it? wasn't it Mr Tate scored Mr Tate um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, the best team won that day. They were I strong, mean, weren't they? Yeah, Blackpool I think when we, when, we, when we played Scunthorpe, I thought we were better than them, we should have won, but Blackpool, I thought, were better than us. Um, you know, I think we had a few injuries that day. Um, you know, so it, it was, it was that was tough. And they had a few players, didn't they, who went on to kind of... Yeah, they did. Like, all yeah. Odds, well, it's funny, actually, because I, I, I got a photo of Brett scoring the goal and... Because I, because I was out injured. I think, I think that was when I split my head open, yeah. and then I'd just come back, and I wasn't, I wasn't overly fit, um, and I was, I was getting cramp in the game, and then they broke down, down their, their left, obviously our right, mm. and I knew the ball was going to get cut back to, to Brett, and I've yeah, tried to run, kind of to the ball, and I've slid in, and then the, the cameraman was right behind, on the angle, so you can just see me sat like. Literally sat on my backside, and the shorts was like right on my bum where I sit in. <laughs> Brett running off celebrating, and it was funny because when I was at Forest, Brett came on loan, and um, the the photographer actually sent me the photo, and I showed oh, it. Okay. He was like, "Ha <laughs> ha!" Like, yeah, because I mean, because I mean, we were actually, I think we were born like, I think he was born like the day after me. So, oh really? Uh, yeah, okay. So he used to, yeah, I think he was the day after me. Yeah, so he, I used to call him all right, youngin. And he was like, <laughs> oh, I, was, I used to kid him off. So I was like, alright kid. Yeah, something like that, and uh, yes, yeah, so that was our little uh, little stupid. Put him back in his put exactly, back in his yeah, place. Yeah, just used to show me the photo and be like, there you go. But no, I mean, I th- I th- they were they were decent to be fair, and yeah, they were um, strong. You know, it was it was a shame again. It was you know a, a good day out ruined by the result. Result, and, yeah. Um, you know, it was a long way to go to to lose to lose. Yeah, so mm. um, yeah, it was it was a shame, but um, yeah, I don't think we were probably good enough to go out that year. So. Uh, you know, it was punched above our weight to get there in the first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, probably we did well. You know, we mm. did well to get there. Um, but you know, it was uh, yeah, it was it was a tough one. Again, it was a tough one to swallow. You do, you don't you know you do all that work all over the season, and then you get um, one, yeah, one match yeah, decided yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so as a player, having lost in the playoff final, just obviously having us as fans just experienced that, and obviously you as uh, the game as well. What's the summer like? What because 
you're not with the boys anymore. You're on your own with your family, whatever. You're not in that environment no. to either bounce off each other or pick each other up. What's that like losing the yeah, player no, final it, and it then was, yeah, I mean, it was, coming it, into... It, it was tough, but then I suppose I go away and then you're with your own friends who aren't into football. They don't care about football. They don't ask you about football. So that right. was probably quite good. <clears throat> okay. You yeah. know, I'd go off on the golf course and they would just be talking about normal things. Fine. So it sort of takes your mind off it, I suppose, a little bit. But then when you're on your own... And you're, you know, you're, you're, you're thinking about things, and you, you know, you do, you know, you do sort of like think, oh, could I have done anything more? You know, what, what, what could we have done to yeah, have win? Um, yeah, you think about it for for for, you know, for months. Mm. I mean, even when you start back the next season, you're like, oh, you know, we've got to go to places like you know Rochdale again, where we could have been going to, you know, decent grounds. But um, <laughs> I felt like that first game of the season where Rotherham had Derby away and yeah. we had Chesterfield at home. I yeah. got in the ground. I was like, yeah. Happy uh, it was new season, but, you yeah. know, Chesterfield. We, we could be, you know... After our dark. fixtures, I check their fixtures. Worst thing sitting there, Worst I'm sitting there looking, they're going to play all these big clubs. Yeah. Like Leeds, and I was yeah. thinking, that should be us. Yeah, yeah. yeah it didn't do me any favours, I had the ump the rest of the day. Yeah, Quite hopefully this season, mate. we got a good chance. So after... But that's interesting to After the uh, Blackpool playoff defeat, the season started, and you picked up quite a bad, bad injury. Yeah, so... Um, I mean, because after the game, I, I, when I watched it back on the TV, you know, there the, were the close-ups of me and the commentators saying, oh, is that Matt Lockwood's last game in an Orient shirt? You know, there was obviously rumours of me going here, there and everywhere. Um, and obviously the rumours were true. The clubs were sniffing around and making yeah. offers for me. You know, it wasn't. It was, there was no secret about that. Um, so when they were making offers, were you, do you get informed? No. <laughs> I mean, I, I found out a couple. That must of, be crazy a, a of for big clubs to come in. Um, you not even know about no, it. You but, just read about it. Well, I guess, one, one time, I, f- I found out from a. I was in Portugal, and the chief scout. Oh, they were chief scout at Charlton. He was the chief scout at West Ham, and he told me that West Ham had made an offer for me. And I, I didn't know. Um, you know, so you, you, you know, you, you don't get told too much, um, but you know that obviously stuff is going on. And again, I didn't have an agent, so I suppose I wasn't ever really pushing, yeah, yeah, pushing hard to leave because I, I didn't want to leave. You know, I, I enjoyed it. You know, don't get me wrong. Obviously, if West Ham or Charlton had come in for me, I would have gone. You, you um, were probably pushed, pushed, pushed for it. They were Premier League, yeah, yeah. and they offered half a million for us, apparently. So um, you know, so it's yeah, of course you would have gone. But um, I suppose I wasn't actively seeking a move. I wasn't yeah. knocking on the chairman's door saying, "Here's a transfer request. I want to leave," because I didn't want to leave. Um, and even when I did leave, I didn't want to leave. Um, you know, but I suppose in hindsight, I should have done that. I yeah, should have yeah, got yeah. knocking on the door saying, look, I've done really well for you. Now let me go, please. I, th- um, I think had you been playing in today in modern football, because obviously you would, have, you would have had an agent. Yeah, of course. You probably um, would, would have happened. Yeah, yeah but that, I think that definitely yeah, happened. After that Blackpool game. But, you know, I stayed and, um, I mean, the, the club, was, I, mean, I think the club, was, you know, sort of, maybe looking to sort of sell me, um, yeah. you know, but, um, yeah, then obviously, you you know, you start the season, you go up to York um, and you rupture your spleen and, yeah, that pretty much ruined, ruined my career for a good little while. Mm. But it did. Um, you know, I, I rushed back because obviously the team were doing well and got to the, you know, you got, had that cup run and I was desperate to play against Everton and I sort of rushed back and was back playing within three months. And I'll never forget, actually, the reception I got when we played, I think we played Plymouth at home, and it was on like on a Tuesday night, and I came on as sub, and like the fans were mental. I, like, you know, it, yeah. I came on, and, and uh, you know, it sort of was making me like well up. Like my dad was in the crowd, and 
I know his goosebumps feeling. Yeah, his I think you know, he he said like, mate, I can't believe how, what what a good reception you got. Even from the Plymouth fans as well. Yeah, you know, they was. they sort of must have, you know, known about the injury and the fact that it was life threatening. You know yeah. what I mean? I was you know, in intensive care and all that sort of stuff because they didn't find it straight away. Um, so what so what so what happened? So you took a knock in the game, so you crashed with another, you crashed player, with another player. Well it's actually Jabbo's fault. Right, so because Jabbo back then, no, Jabbo, well, it, well, no, because you, you say now, now Jabbo can hold the ball up and lay it off. Back then, he couldn't. It's useless. So I've played the ball into his feet and made a run. He's actually set me back. Right. When normally he would miscontrol it and we would be defending again, but he actually <laughs> controlled it and set me back. I've then had a shot on goal. Their defenders come sliding in, and his his hip has hit me just on on, on my side. Obviously, I thought I'd just been winded. Yeah. So I've gone off the side of the pitch. It's obviously, you know, it's like I said, it was this this bank holiday weekend in <coughs> in August. It was hot. Um, you know, I'm on the side of the pitch. Like the physios come round. You're right. Yeah, I've just been winded. I'm fine. I'll go back on. Um, he was like, "You sure you're right?" I was like, oh, "I don't feel great, but I've only just been winded, so I'm just yeah, yeah. That's what you thought just, it was. I'm time, just yeah. being, I'm just being a wuss. I'll just, I'll just man up and get on with it. Anyway, so I've gone back on the pitch. Someone passed me the ball, and it literally went like a foot in front of me. I just watched it go off the pitch. I just walked off because I just knew I couldn't carry on. Yeah. So I've obviously come off the pitch, walked round the back of the goal in front of the Orient fans, and since then the Orient fans said you just looked great. It bet, just yeah. looked awful. Um, so. Uh, you know, I've gone, um, you know, I've gone off into the into the uh, dressing room. You know, I just wanted to curl up in the ball. I just couldn't. I, I was in so much pain. I just couldn't get comfortable. Yeah. Um, the club doc came, or their club doc came in to see me. Um, just said, look, you might have a broken broken rib. You might have some internal bruising. Um, you know, there's, there's not a lot I can do for you. Um, you just sort of have to have to just Good go home and see how you are. Yeah. So, got I got changed. Sat on the bench for the second half, but I literally just was curled up in the ball, didn't watch any of the game. Um, when I got on the coach, fell asleep. When I woke up, I was sick. And then Scott Houghton actually said to Tommy Taylor, he said when I was at Tottenham, he said the goalkeeper had exactly the same symptoms as what Matt's got. He said he'd ruptured his spleen. He said, I think we should probably not stop him, and go to hospital. Yeah, yeah. So we stopped and went to Pontefract Hospital. I went in, and the boys were delighted. Like I was in there for like two hours, you know, like you know, trying to get you know, A&E, trying to get an X-ray or whatever. Yeah. They were just sat out on the bus waiting for me. Um, yeah, had the X-ray. They said, well, there's nothing broken. It might just be a bit of internal bruising. You know, you know, you're free to go, sort of thing. So I went home. In I was just in horrific pain. Then because it was a bank holiday weekend, um, on the I think the, the boy the boys must have trained on the Sunday, but I didn't go in. And then on the Monday we were playing at home, um, and I went to see the doc, and he sort of you know, checked me out. And he just said, look, I think you need to go to. Um, the the hospital tomorrow and uh, and and have like a scan and just 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 find out what it is. Yeah. So that night we actually went out on a pub crawl because yeah. because we, we hadn't started the season very well. So like we'd we'd organised it um, and yeah we went out in London and Andy Harris was driving which was a, a rarity for Andy because <laughs> he, he he did enjoy drinking. I was normally the uh, the chauffeur. But I just said to him like I can't drive tonight. I I, I don't feel up to it. But I wanted to go out, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, well, I was boys, sort of yeah, yeah. part of the team. I thought, you know, if I've just been winded, I'm literally, I just might have cracked a rib and they just haven't, haven't got it. And, um, yeah, so we went out. And Roger Joseph used to have this thing where he would sneak up behind someone and give him a dig in the ribs. And he said, he said, I saw you from across the, like, the other side of the room and I was going to come around and do it to yeah, you. Yeah. He said, but I don't know why I didn't. And I've found no, out since God. that if yeah. he'd have done that, I would have literally just dropped down dead. 
and how, how good it would hear felt. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so wow. So that was on the Monday night. I said to Andy after halfway through the night, I said, "Look, you got to take me home. I feel horrendous." So he took me home. Next morning, I got up. I drove myself into into London. Yeah. Um, went to went to Holly House. Had a had a scan. Had like ultrasound scan, and after that, the doctors just went mad. They were literally running around, going crazy. And I said to the, I said to the physio, I said, um, "What's going on?" And they went, "Well, you're now being taken in for a CT scan." Went in for that, and they literally rushed me in for an emergency operation. And just said, literally, from that Saturday you did it to now, you could have you could have died, died at any, at any, any stage. Yeah. They said, "You're lucky that you're as fit as you are because your blood pressure is so low. That pain you felt in your stomach, that is blood." Where your spleen has ripped in half and you're literally just dying, oh you know, you're bleeding to death internally. And I was like, okay, that doesn't sound that doesn't overly sound great. Um, <laughs> so I probably won't be fit for Saturday. Then. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so I've had the operation. Obviously, got a massive scar going down my stomach where they went in and took it out. Um, they ruined my six pack, which I wasn't overly impressed with. Um, but at least I'm sort of still here to yeah, to tell the story. tale, I suppose. Yeah, that's the I can't believe I even posed for that that picture. <laughs> but I was I was I suppose I was so happy to be alive. I'd, yeah, I'd do anything. And when a photographer came around saying, "Right, get your scar out," I was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll sit there and look like an absolute donut." Yeah, um, we've got a lovely picture of Matt. yeah for the benefit um, of everyone listening. If you do a search for Matt Lockwood on on Google and then go into the images, probably not doing any favors here. There is one of Matt posing arms behind head. There's even a better one of Matt lying down uh, in an orange shirt with some blonde, some blonde piece like next next to him. Yes, there is. Um, which is a fantastic. But part. I couldn't find it, and it's about there's like a, it's it's in the sun, and it was about a nurse, like a, it was a sexy nurse that was giving you some attention. Yeah, I think it was the same photographer that set that probably up as well. right. Yeah, just anything to make me look daft, but. Again, I was young and stupid, and I agreed to do it. So uh, I'll probably still do it now because it was good fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you came back after that, and then your first game back was Plymouth, and then. Yeah, and I, I must have played a couple of games. I can't quite remember, but and then yeah, then Everton away, and I was after five minutes, I just knew I shouldn't have been on the pitch. I wasn't anywhere near fit. I yeah. was, you know, trying to chase Leonardo, whatever his name was, um, Leonardson, was it, down the wing, and I couldn't breathe. I was, I just felt so off the pace, um, and it was that bad. Where even in the second half, um, the ball came to me in their box, and Tony Hibbert came flying across. And I touched the ball past him, and I should have just left the leg there, and he'd wipe me out. But because I was on penalties, I just thought I don't want a penalty. I was yeah, going yeah. to miss, um, and so I just sort of rode the tackle, like I played in a in a, in a terrible cross. Um, I got taken off, and I think I think even some of the Orient fans might have even booed me off. Um, you know, which was a bit harsh. I thought when I was yeah, like, yeah. just come but back. But we don't know what you know. No, that's the thing. But um, you know, but. It's one of those where, yeah, so I went off and, yeah. you know, the, the contract that the club had offered me while I was in the hospital sort of got taken away. They're like, oh, I don't know. Whether you're That's gonna, a bit harsh. You're going to be the same, you're gonna be the same, same player, player that you yeah. were, and which was fair enough. At the end of the day, I mean, I might not have been. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and I probably wasn't, to be fair. Mm. Um, but, you know, it, again, just the way sort of things happen, you think, how harsh is that? You know, it's not my fault I got injured with, yeah, of with course, a yeah. horrendous injury. But... Mm. Um, you know, it's it, it is what it is, and they took the contract away, and then that's when, like you say about the Sheffield Wednesday so, thing. So you trained with Sheffield Wednesday. I went, I went up and trained with Sheffield Wednesday because I didn't know that Orient were gonna, you know, give me a contract. contract yeah. Um, you know, because the manager had changed at the time when I was out with that. Tommy had left, and Paul Brush came in. Brush, um, well, he was terrible. Well, I, I, I didn't hear from him. Like literally, the first I I spoke to Brushy was when I went in after I sort of got back from fitness, and he was like. Oh hello! I was you, you, and you, you and you signing. I was like, well, as soon as you got the job, you could have given me a ring. Yeah, yeah, just of course, sort of said, yeah. How's, how's the injury? How's you know, how's 
how's uh, you know life on um, on the injury bed? But it, no, he didn't. But um, yeah. So anyway, so I went up. Yeah, went up to Sheffield and um, trained. Did did well. I thought I did well. Um, but I mean, they never they never never offered me a contract. But by all accounts, the manager was told that I wouldn't leave London. He's, he was uh, someone apparently had, when he was doing a bit of digging to find out about my personality and stuff. Yeah, someone had said oh, there's no point even signing. Oh, okay. he, he, won't, he won't leave home. Um, no idea where he got that from. Yeah, yeah. Bearing in mind, only two years before that, I was in Bristol. So I don't, yeah, of course. I don't live in Bristol. So um, yeah, bit bit bizarre. But yeah, so that that didn't that didn't happen. Um, a couple of other clubs sort of you know were desperate to sign me. Um, but I always wanted to stay at Orient, so I wanted to prove I was fit and still yeah. prove I was the player that um, I was and that I yeah. always will be. Um, and I managed to do that, and then yeah, they gave me the contract that I you know, that was already that was on offer, and you know everything was forgotten. Yeah, and then obviously you had some more great moments. So we'll come to the uh, the Gillingham hat trick. So again, when we kind of respond, responded this morning through Twitter with like our, our followers. A lot of them remember the Gillingham hat trick. So it was a cold, mm. cold night, three 0 down in the first half. They were in poor the goals half. to give away as well. Watch yeah. them back. They were poor goals to give away. Yeah, it wasn't three 0 at half time. They scored. They did score in the second. Oh half. yeah, sorry. Yeah, it was one like, my, two 0 Yeah, one 0 at half time, and then they scored two in the second half. Um, only because I've seen the goals on there, so <laughs> I know that they scored two in yeah. the second half. But no, it was you know it was, it was like I say it was a typical. Tuesday night Orient performance yep. where we were horrendous and you know three nil down, um, and yeah I mean we got a penalty, and I took and I knew I was going to score. Good penalty to be fair. And you know it was one of those where then you know we got a corner sort of quite soon after and Darren McMahon went to take it when he shouldn't have done because I was on corners yeah. but he took it quickly to me on the edge of the box and obviously had a, had a shot and it got a slight deflection and went in mm. and then you know they're on the ropes then you know you, you sort of. The, the crowd started to believe, believe yeah, the yeah. ones that stayed started to believe yeah. because I'm, I'm sure there was, there was plenty, left, plenty yeah. of people that had gone um, so at this point are you thinking I'm on here I, I, I'm on for a hat-trick no nah, I didn't, yeah, didn't, didn't, didn't I was just buzzing that I scored two in a game right, I've right. never done that before um, oh, Matt Josie was out of pocket that night oh uh, yeah he would have uh, <laughs> been well out of pocket um, so you know the ball's sort of been crossed in from the right it's got like headed out to me or volleyed out to me you know, sort of quite a way out, and the thought did cross my mind about volleying it straight back to shoot from there. <laughs> but I decided against it and like played it out to Daryl, who's obviously cut inside. Um, and I just you know carried on my run and went on the overlap. I didn't expect him to come back to me because he was running inside the pitch and it looked like he was gonna you know play. But then anyway, he's, he's done a quarry on the edge of the box, and I was his only pass on. So he's played me the ball, and I've had a touch inside the daft winger that didn't track the run. Um, good first touch though. You, can, yeah, you can't try it well. You can't try it. Yeah, so it got him out of the picture. So he was now couldn't tackle me because I was in front of him. Yeah. Um, and I had two options to square it to Gary Alexander that would have probably missed, <laughs> <laughs> or to pretend I was, gonna, I was to pretend I was going to cross it to Gaz and give give the keeper the eyes and go in the near post. And I thought I'm on a hat trick. Do this. I'm not passing here. Not a hope in hell. Um, so I tried the uh, the second option, and luckily the keeper fell for it, and yeah, the uh, the rest is history. And you know, again, that I would say that was probably the proudest individual moment of my yeah, life. Yeah, it was, yeah. Because you know, the one-off goal against Hull, anyone could do that. You know, I could do that again. I'm never going to score another hat trick. 
You know, yeah, we were one nil up at the time as well. Your goals cemented it, but we were already one yeah, nil up. Yeah, well, you know, where where so I, coming, I, I mean, even even you know, even the being three nil down. Mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes the story that much better, I suppose. But just the fact that how many left backs in this world or in in, in the football history have scored le- yeah, a hat trick? Yeah, 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 hat trick in a, in a probably not many. Game. Yeah. Um, you know, and and the fact I did it in eleven minutes to get us from I mean, three nil down. That's amazing. It is three nil down, a hat trick, eleven minutes. You know, from a left back, and only, I mean, it's funny because after the game, obviously, as you can imagine, my phone went berserk, and like there were people. I mean, Lee Harrison was one of the ones that texted me saying, "I take it that was three penalties," <laughs> <laughs> and when I texted back saying, "Actually, it was only one," and he said, two free kicks." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "No, the two other two, two from from open play." play yeah. Um, but you know, I'm you know I'm you know more than proud. The ball is 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 at home, boxed um, glass box. Exactly. That's never going to be no, never going to be lost. That can never be taken um, away from you, can it? No, of course not. That's the thing, and you know, it's it's something that I'm again, I'm I'm immensely proud of that. Yeah, probably more so than like the you know the, yeah, yeah, the, the long strike yeah. because um, it's something that will never be repeated. You know, by me or I can't imagine by many fullbacks. Yeah, and like um, you said, it's on YouTube now, so anyone, anyone can see it. Yeah, of course it is. That's the thing, and uh, no, it's it's you know, I was, I was very proud of that moment, and you know, the fact like my, my dad was there to see it and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. It's, yeah, it's it's nice. So, yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was a, a, a good night. One that most people will probably forget, but one that I, I think you'd be I surprised, Matt. I think there's um, still a lot of love for you out there. Yeah. Like, like we've seen, and for that know, game as people well. remember the people remember the whole goal, goal, yeah. and the Gillingham hat trick. Yeah. yeah. It's a credit because you know, like you said, how many left backs score a hat trick? Not yeah. many. Well, not many players do really, nah. do they? No, I mean, apart from very Ronaldo, very few. scores like fifteen a season, but um, yeah, I mean, it's you know, there's there's not that many that do it. So no, I'm you know, I'm you know, obviously proud of myself. Yeah, absolutely, I've done, I've done something like that. So we could be here all night. Um, we'll, co- we'll cover one more high point. Say, we've only got nine years. To cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in and out. Um, yeah. Obviously, another high point was the Oxford away. Oxford away. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was so much riding on that game, so Oxford had to win it. To stay in the league, yeah, we had to win it to go up, to go up automatically. automatically. We could have gone yeah, yeah, playoffs yeah. again, but we didn't want yeah. to. Well, do we, we, that, we, we wouldn't have gone up through the playoffs. We'd have lost if we hadn't have won that game. We wouldn't have. Yeah, because the, that would have affected. We wouldn't have had the mental strength yeah. to do it. Don't get me wrong. We had a great team spirit, and we probably had the mental strength to do it. But we wouldn't have done. We would have. We would have lost in the playoffs. I think we wouldn't have been able to, you know, get yourselves off the floor. To, yeah, yeah be, it would have been hard to get yourself up for that. Um, but no, we. I mean, you know, it was a horrible game to play in. One that I didn't enjoy um, because of the pressure. You know, you, you could you, feel it as well. I guess of from course the you services, could. You know, I mean, you they could, gave us that whole stand. Yeah, but it, I was, it wasn't even so much out. the pressure that the fans put on us. It was the pressure that we put on ourselves. On yourselves. You know, you, you've you've played forty-five games in a season, had a great cup run and everything we did, and it all comes down comes to that down one, to one yeah, game. Yeah. And if you you know you, one mistake you could make and you you could cost that whole season. Um, you know, it was it was such a pressure pressure yeah. game, but you know, and I think you can tell because um, you know, the, the, I, I got, someone sent me like sort of a uh, a picture montage of that game, and just the celebrations, you know, like the the, the picture of like Craig um, Craig Easton after he'd scored, like the you know that sort of not the, the anger on his face, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. you know, um, it just meant so much to us. And like you know, when Gaz scored and stuff, like all the boys are celebrating, and like it just meant. So much tension release, of course it? it was. That's the thing, and then you know, obviously you, you hear that um, you know Grimsby are beating Northampton. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you, and because Lingy shouts onto me, mate, we've got a score, we've got a score. Like you know, 
Um, then Mackie does his usual trick of getting someone sent off, which was great. Um, and again, I mean, I think I know he said to someone the other day, he goes, I can't believe Lockie's giving my secrets away, but he would stamp on someone's foot, they'd retaliate, he'd dive on the floor holding his face and get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. That's why, you do that's, it, why, why not? Yeah, that's why he was Captain Marvel, wasn't it? Because he, he used to uh, lead by example and help, help the team out as best he could. Um, <laughs> that's amazing, I never knew that. You know, but, yeah, yeah, ask him, he does it all the time. Um, we'll he probably still does it now and he's when he's playing for that Arsenal charity team or the celebrity team he plays for yeah. but, um, you know so it was it was one of those where for the goal for Steelers winning goal you know as they've they've sort of tried to you know, you know hoof the ball into our box and it was actually me who headed it down to Jabbo um, and then the, the roar's gone up so we knew that Northampton had equalised yeah, yeah. Um, but even so we thought well we'll just take it out of their hands anyway yeah, yeah. you know and so I've knocked it down to Jabbo Jabbo's hooked it on to Gaz Gaz has run as fast as Gaz could up the wing. So I've caught him up, so he must have been pretty slow. Um, you know, he's crossed it to Steely. I've just carried on running round. Yeah, yeah. Steely's knocked it in. He's run off. I'm still running. I'm like chasing him down. And there's, you know, the picture of me just like... grabbing him, um, you know, dragging him to the floor. And the, but the best thing for me about that that goal was the celebration. The fact that if you actually watch it, all the subs run on, on and yeah, celebrate. Yeah. Where normally. You know, they wouldn't do that. No, you know, just but said, because yeah. we were all so close. You know, sometimes you get that when lads aren't in the team, they don't want the boys to win. Yeah, yeah. They so they get their chance. Yeah, yeah they, they, you know, they want to be the ones out there. But it wasn't like that. You know, all the boys were on the pitch piling in. It was just brilliant. I mean, I got caught under the bottom of the rabble. And bear in mind, I'd run the whole length of the pitch and chase Steely. I was out of breath anyway. <laughs> and then when people had jumped on top of me, I was like, oh no, I'm going to die. I've got to get out. You just see me crawling out with my hands and knees. Um, but you know, again, the, the, you know, the, 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 yeah, it was. I suppose it was great. Great day. Shame it wasn't at home. Yes, then, like, yeah, yeah. Loads yeah. more people could have been there to, to experience it. Yeah. But I think it made it a little bit more special being there. Yeah, because yeah. only oh, a select few got yeah, to see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, you know, about, it was, still about 3,000 of us. Yeah, no, I mean, it, into it, that. it was fantastic. It was a fantastic day. You know, and, People and, still talk about that day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that day. game is still talked about, yeah. yeah. Like, as if it was like last week. Yeah, I bet. And, then, and again, one of the, one of the things that um, sticks in my mind about that game, after the game, um, Mackie's got like called in to do a drug test, so he wasn't allowed to celebrate with us. He had to go in. He had to go in the referee's room and sit there until he could do a, do, a, do a wee. And bear in mind, you're so dehydrated after the game. You've been waiting ages. Yeah, yeah. So we all we celebrated for ages. Got showered. Got on the bus. And we're sitting there Wait waiting for him. Best thing <laughs> I've ever seen. Mackie has come on the on the bus, fully kitted, boots, shin pads, <laughs> armband still on, a bottle of beer in his hand. I won't even repeat what he said, and literally the bus erupted, and then we Fantastic. went back to, back to the Marriott and, and celebrated and stuff like that, but you know, it was yeah, fantastic day. Marriott fantastic at Waltham Abbey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so a few um, supporters think they bumped into you a lot. Yeah, well, yeah well, they probably did, yeah. There, so, actually. I think <laughs> yeah. one even apologised, he might have kissed you on the mouth. I think we come yeah. to that at a later point. Well, as, long so. as, he, as long as he didn't use tongues, I don't mind. Okay. Um, but <laughs> he no, didn't it say. Was, no, it was, it was a fantastic day, and you know, we ended up obviously getting probably faces or something like that yeah yeah, yeah uh, standard yeah no it was it was brilliant and you know that just culminated in a whole season of you know okay you, you, you know when we went to Fulham great we had, a, we had a fantastic day but that was just 46 games of hard work you know that was preparation Paid pre-season off. and it yeah. just you know it, 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 it took a long work. time to, to do it yeah you know obviously you know it was it was a, a good sort of 
what seven years for me to to get the promotion, eight years, whatever it was. But it was um, yeah, it was worth the wait. It was a, a great day, and again, you know, one you you won't ever forget. Oh, of course not. You know, no, like Paul said, it's still spoken about. You know, like it was yesterday. And yeah, and I suppose it was the last time that Orient got promoted. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I, w- I was hoping that that wouldn't be the case. I was hoping the lads would do it this year and and, and go up. But the, um, the commonality of what you were just saying, though, about the boys being so tight and close knit, and the, the the subs supporting the first, even though they're not in it and they may not play for weeks on end because how well people are doing, there is that common thing where you've got that close bond and and teams do really really well. It's when you've got fractions in yeah. in in the team where the teams don't do so yeah. well. Um, and that's obviously down to the man management and the right characters that you bring into the dressing yeah, of course, room, isn't it? Of course, and I hope though now or in that doesn't start happening. Yeah, yeah, because you, now you've got the you've new got guy, more different wages as that, well. That's the thing. Which is it's not slightly different wages. This is your talking Big. like. I've yeah. heard that there's there was a bit of upset actually with some yeah. of the boys from last season and some of the boys coming in this season. Being I mean, at the end of the money. day, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah. You know, if you know if you've done a good job and not a good job, they did fantastically well last year. And then you've got boys coming in on three times what, what you're on. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, unless these boys are producing and really improving, yeah. you, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be annoyed. Um, why wouldn't you be? It's just human nature. Yeah. Um, so you know, obviously, I know you know Russell Slade is an excellent manager, and I'm sure he'll be on the case and speaking to the boys and making sure everything's okay. But yeah. you know, it's. It will be tough. It will be tough this year for yeah. them to a to emulate what they did last year. Yeah. But B when now this is all happening and the pressure's now on them. They you know the, the new there's day. expectation yeah. now. That well, the new owners the new owners want promotion. Yeah. Where Barry obviously wanted promotion, but you know that wasn't a prerequisite from the start of the season. It was just you know, not to get relegated. Was, yeah. Well, probably. I mean, he probably had ambitions higher than that. But you know, if they finished mid table, that was fine. Be happy if with, they yeah, finished, yeah. you know, fifteenth, that was fine. Obviously, the fact they finished as high as they did was amazing. Yeah. Um, but you know these new guys, you know, putting a lot of money into it, they want promotion. Yeah. Um, so it puts a whole different sport, you know, spin on it, it and absolutely, it puts and puts pressure on on everyone. So it'll be, you know, it'll be an intriguing season, and hopefully, it will be one that will be successful. I hope so. Fingers um, crossed. Because we started so well. So. Well, no, but that's the thing. But you know how well mind. Russell's done since he's been there, and you know, of course, and and it would be such a shame and a, a travesty. But it would sum football up the fact that then if he isn't doing well this year, he'll get the bullet. They'll bring someone in like we spoke yeah, about. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know, is as the is it name? But it'll be it'll be Italian, Italian. or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, so yeah, I've, got, I've got a chance, and I'm you know I've got Italian in the family, so maybe I'll. Uh, I'll <laughs> Boat, uh, Matt. One I'll, of the questions is you learning bro- Italian. Well, molto <laughs> piacere. Um, <laughs> there you that, go. That means a pleasure to meet you. And I learned that to say that to Maldini when I played against him. So, oh wow! Um, yeah. He, he, Said something back to me. I have no idea what no he said. No idea what it is. Yeah, it, was, it was quite good. Yeah, so. Superb. So highest point in as an Orient player was it probably the, the Oxford game? Maybe. Yeah, it's got Just, to be. I think it's got not to your, be. Not your free goal hat trick. No, I mean because that that was obviously my highest individual. I guess as as individual, but yeah, as a collective, as a team, it would be the Oxford be. promotion that, that Oxford, season. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, and, 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 the, and the way lowest probably the injuries, the, the yeah. Spain yeah. stuff that season was horrible. Um, but then I've had loads of low points from my career since I've left Orient, so they've far outweighed anything I had at Orient. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, I'll just say the injury, in, the spleen injury, was was uh, probably the low point because um, again, it was something that I had no control over. So, mm. Of course, um, yeah, that was yeah, not not fun. Best manager ever worked under at the O's? Um, it'd be Lingy. Lingy, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he sort of had a bit of an issue with me because he'd played with me. I don't know why. 
Um, but Some, yeah, suppose, sometimes it, it's yeah, a bit he, weird like yeah, that. He felt that maybe you know it was a case of do as I say, don't do as I do. Yeah, because I knew that he was a you know a bit of a lightweight player and he would jump out of the tackle if he could, right, right. and then he would be the one saying don't jump out of tackles. Tackle. Maybe I right. thought it was a little bit you know um, contradicting himself, but I, I was professional enough not to worry about that. Yeah, I didn't, of course. You know that never even, the thought never even crossed my mind. The fact that he became manager and I had to stop calling him Lingy and calling him Gaffer okay. wasn't yeah. it wasn't an issue. Mm. Um, it was fine, you know, but. Once, once I think once Lingy got that bee out of his bonnet, he was absolutely fine with me, and he was he was great. And the fact that we, you know, he led us to all those, um, you know, those great days. We absolutely, had. yeah. It was, um, you know, it was it was no surprise that it was him and Smudge that were sort of mastermind behind that. Yeah, yeah. And you can say that with Smudge also he's done he's done he's terrific done from yeah he has done absolutely brilliant. terrific from yeah. I mean obviously I, I speak to Smudge all the time and yeah he has he has done great on the, on the budget that he's got there. Absolutely, he's, yeah. He, he should be uh, really he well. should be very proud of himself. Yeah, he should be very proud yeah. actually. Yeah, he's done extremely well because they weren't doing so well and he's taken them up and pushed yeah. them on. So well, they're, they're solid. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, there's, there's no way they'll be anywhere near relegation with Dean Smith in, in, Not at all. in, in charge. So like all good things, it must come to come an end. Come to an end, yeah. And then you so moved Forrest. on to Forest. So how did that come about? Yeah, so I, I, I mean, Forest was sniffing around in January. Um, <clears> but Barry wouldn't let me go. Because um, we were fighting relegation, he wanted me yeah, to stay. Yeah. And, and I was like, fine. Then they came back in in January. Uh, they came back in in the summer. Um, and then, you know, Barry sort of accepted the offer. And I went, I went for talks, and it was one of those where I was really, really undecided. I didn't know what to do. Right. I mean, you know, Forest are a huge massive. Club. Um, yeah. You know, I was, I was, what was I, thirty-one at the time. Um, and do you think was, you might not get another chance? I wouldn't. Uh, I now wouldn't or never, I guess. Yeah. It was now or never. And the fact that I suppose because of all the interest that I had over the years, and and you know, Barry had priced me out of the market, and you know, the offers hadn't been accepted. I, I, I just felt that. I had to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I had a testimonial, all sort of like you know, arranged like that was all granted for me. I just signed a new contract, um, but I just felt that I had to do it for my career, yeah, just just to test myself on a bigger stage. Yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong, it was in the same division, so it wasn't on a big, a yeah, bigger yeah, yeah. Level, but it was just on a you know. Yeah, Forest are a huge club. Bigger stadium, better stadium, more fans. <laughs> yeah, and it's, you know, it, I just I just had to go. I, it was. Yeah, I mean, no, know, no one could begrudge no, you. No, no one. No, at Orient. For, you know, and, I mean, don't get me wrong. If I hadn't have left that year, I'd probably still be at Orient now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, people probably laugh and go, "No, you wouldn't. You're rubbish." But I would be because I'm still fit and I, I would still be doing something at yeah. the club, even if it, even if I was uh, cutting the grass or whatever, I'd be doing something. Um, but I just thought. At that time in life, you know, and especially especially that year as well, where all the boys had left, yeah, you know, that summer when like John John Mackey had left, and like all the all the, all the all that gang had sort of been you know been dismantled. I just thought it was the right time, um, and you know, look back on it now, and I, I still wouldn't have changed my decision, even yeah. though it didn't work out for us. But that was purely simply because I got injured on my debut. So you yeah. know, first game of the season, a home to Bournemouth. Everything was great. I was fit, doing well. Went in for a tackle. I was out for four months. And at a club like that, you know, you're going to get replaced. Mm. Is it one of, when you get injured like that? Is it one of those where as soon as you get knocked, you're like, you know, you, you know. I you knew know. I'd done something. Yeah. Um, and then, but to be fair, I'd actually come back. I came back in six weeks, and I played a reserve game, and, and then someone actually tackled me in exactly the same. Even though my ankle was strapped up because I'd done right. my ankle. And I'd done exactly the same thing, and you know, so I was out for four months in total. And you know, it's you know, a club like that. Don't get me wrong; you get the best treatment, and you're back as quickly as possible. But 
there is competition, competition for places. Yeah, yeah. At Orient, I'd have been out for four months, and, and you know you would have got that spot back. Yeah, you don't get that. You, of course you don't, and and that's fair enough, and I, and I totally accepted that. But um, you know, it was just sort of people weren't telling me the truth. You know, the manager was saying because when I got back in the team, because like the other left back, I think got suspended or injured or something, so I got back in the team, and the manager said, "Oh, you know, you're doing really well. If you carry on playing well, you'll you'll stay in the team." But then someone else said to me. But it was actually like someone at Colchester said to me, "Well, look, we've actually made an inquiry about you, and we've been told that um, you're you know, available. You're, well, not that you're available because they didn't want to sell me, but you're going to get dropped as soon as the lads back fit." Oh, okay. And I was like, "Really?" Because he told me that if I carry on playing, yeah, well, yeah. I'm going to stay in the team. And then you know, we played against Orient and, and won four 0 and then I got that massive reception. I don't know if you guys went to the game at the City Ground that day, um, but the fans, the Orient fans, were singing my name during the game. After the game, you know, the game finished, and I'm like right in front of them. I'll turn around and yeah. uh, obviously giving them the salute, and you know, because it, you know, again, it just showed me obviously how much the Orient fans. Think yeah, of me, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. that, must, was, that must be quite humbling, like, yeah, of course it was. Know. That's the thing. I probably the, the home fans would boo me off, but I'd get a bigger <laughs> cheer from the away fans. But, um, you know, and I wanted to sort of show them, you know, that I, yeah, yeah, of course, I, yeah. I feel the same way, you know, sort of towards them. But and then, like, literally, the game after I started, but then after that, I was dropped, and um, you know, it, it turned out that the manager was saying one thing to me, but something else to someone else. But, um, yeah, it was annoying, but I just sort of Again, I, I left that summer because Colchester came and bought me. You know, I, in hindsight, I wish I'd never left Forest. I should have stayed because the, the left back got injured the next year. Yes, I would have yeah. played, and and you know, I, I had a clause in my contract, but I'd have got the next another year and, and stuff like that. But you can only make a decision based on the evidence in front of you at the time. And at that time, I couldn't trust the manager because he was lying to me. Yeah, a, a club back in Essex, which didn't really bother me. I didn't I didn't care about coming home, um, but a club. Decent club, going to a new stadium, had come in and made me an offer, decent money. I, th- you know, I made a decision to go there. That was the biggest mistake I'd ever made. Did you think Orient were going to come back in for you? Were there any rumours about Orient having come in? No. Or, or secretly were you thinking, I hope, I hope they... I mean, obviously I would love to have gone back. Yeah. Um, but having spoken to Smudge and that, I knew it probably wasn't ever going to happen because... Cards. No, only because Forrest wanted money for me. They want. They wanted, obviously, the money back that they'd yeah. invested in me and, and Orient were never going to pay that. No. Um if I could have got because I even said to the um, to Forrest I said can't I have a free so I could go back to Orient and they were like no, no why would they give you a free you're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're the best offer. they said you're, you're the best like sub left back anyone could ever wish for um, and I was like well like you know because other guys I know that were, had been at Forest had been paid up and they said yeah but they got paid up because they were disgraced off the pitch they would like be on the front of the newspaper right. doing stupid things in nightclubs he said you're the perfect professional yeah. we don't want you to leave you know you are you know, fantastic for us. And I was like, okay, great. So, like, being a model professional then goes against you. Going against you, totally. So, yeah, so then sort of, like, I, had, I didn't have to go to Colchester, but I went to Colchester, and that's, uh, yeah, I didn't have, didn't have fun there. Did Lambert give you the big sell then when you went No, there, no, no, it wasn't Lambert. No, um, Geraint Williams signed me. Okay. Um, and then he got sacked after maybe a couple of months, um, and then Lambert came in. Um, I mean, I was out injured when Lambert came in, and the first thing he did was sign a left back. Um, he hadn't even seen me kick a ball. So he'd never seen me play and he signed a left back. So I was like, mm, the writing's on the wall there. Yeah. Um, that was, I mean, Ian Culverhouse was his assistant. So that would obviously come from him. Um, yeah, I think I played twice under Lambert. Um, and then he left and then Eddie Boothroyd came in. 
and I, you know, as soon as he got the job, I was like, my, my wife said to me, oh, is that good news for you? And I was like, couldn't even be, couldn't be worse. <laughs> you know, I said his tactics are, you know, just long ball, yeah, yeah. fizzled teams. I said, so he's going to hate me as well. So, and he did. And he, I think I played once for him. Um, you know, Boothroyd was a fantastic coach. Great, yeah. great man manager. Real good, good manager. Tactics were horrendous. But, you know, as a, as a person, a manager, I couldn't speak highly of him. Okay. Bear in mind, I played once. Played once from yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, he was he was he was really really good, and you can see why now he's he's in England sort of like yeah, because yeah. he's brilliant. Well, he managed the Premiership, didn't he? He got he, got he did again, but he, his tactics were just like smash it long and run after it, smash which it. is terrible. But with the kids at England, he's not obviously not doing that. But he's such a good coach where he could coach them to play. Okay. Whether yeah. he agrees with that football or not, it's irrelevant. He's he's a he's a real real good coach. Um, yeah, so I left there. And uh, yeah, then sort of ended up being offered the chance to go up to Scotland, and I mean it was one of those where no one was really offering me anything in in England. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I sort of didn't not didn't have a choice, but I just thought, well, give it a go. And right. I was yeah. Dundee, yeah. you know, a, a fairly big club up there. Yeah. Um, so went up there and yeah, spent four years there. Some quite big matches there for Dundee. You've no. got the Dundee derby, which is you know. Always well, wasn't was on Sky at that time. Yeah, no, we had we had some good games. I mean, obviously, obviously in, in the SPL for one, yeah, yeah. one year, and, you know, playing at sort of Rangers, Celtic, Celtic and stuff like. We well, didn't play Rangers because they got relegated, didn't they? So oh, that's, okay. That's how oh, we, of course, that's it's how huge, we ended yeah. up going up. Um, course, but yeah, yeah, we played at Celtic, and yeah, I mean, I played. We obviously played there twice. The first game was fine. I mean, I played the whole game, lost two 0 The second game, I was sub. Came on at half time, got sent off after three minutes <laughs> <laughs> for, a, for a professional foul on Gary Hooper. So, oh, um, yeah, so that was uh, that was interesting. South End boys, so yeah, exactly. And it came, came to Orient, didn't he? For a it bit. did for so, a bit online, um, yeah. yeah, and it was funny because I'd actually spoken to Gary's uncle um, like prior to the game, a few weeks before the game, because I said I need Gary's shirt afterwards. Can you ask him to, to give it to us? And he said, yeah, that's fine, because um, someone wanted it for charity. And so I get a text message, like literally, I walk into the dressing room, I get a text message, and, he's, it, and it, was, it was Steve, and he said, you do know Gary's going to give you his shirt, you didn't need to rip it off him after three minutes. <laughs> <of being laughs> um, but yeah, he dived anyway, so it worked out. It was never, never a red card. But no, we had, you know, we had some fantastic games, you know, you know big, big stadiums, you're playing at sort of Hearts and here yeah. and Aberdeen and stuff like that. And, and we weren't, you know, even though we, we got relegated, we weren't, Getting spanked, we would lose yeah, by yeah, the odd, goal, odd goal, which was just a mistake by some of our players. But again, at the time, the manager, um, you know, he was very stubborn. He wouldn't, even though I was his assistant, he wouldn't listen to me. He wouldn't ask my opinion on signing players. He would just go and sign the players he wanted, yeah. and they weren't good enough. Yeah. You know, and I'd tell him, I said, you can't play him. But he carried on playing these guys. They kept on making mistakes. We kept on losing, and in, inevitably, he got sacked. Um, you know, and then. Uh, you know, you sort of things change in football, and then you know, new managers come in, and they want to bring all their own people in, and then you know, you end up surplus to requirements. Yeah, yeah. And, mm. um, disappointingly, when I left Dundee, the way I found out I was leaving Dundee was the old chief exec who appointed me as assistant manager texted me saying, "Oh, thanks for your efforts. Oh, no way. I see you leaving." Um, I said, "Am yeah. I?" Yeah. And it was on the on the club website, and that's how I found out. Not a that's single person from the club contacted me to say thanks for all your efforts, but we're not renewing your contract. Not one person. That's unbelievable. That's a disgrace, isn't it? Absolute disgrace. Um, <coughs> you know, but that again, that doesn't surprise me in football. Yeah. Um, you but know, it's just sort of just out of general public. Well, even if, even if the manager had have rang me and just said, "Look, Matt." You know, you're you're 37. You're past it. You know, thanks for your efforts, but yeah. you know we're not renewing your contract. Yeah. I would have done the same if I was him. Yeah. I would have got rid of me because I'm you know 37 and past it. But um, you know the fact that not one person from that club 
rang to say thanks for your efforts. It's yeah, just, it's just it's disgrace, isn't it? Disgusting. disgusting. It's not like you were there five minutes either. When really. I said I was there for four years, we you know we went through you know massive like you know I virtually when we went into administration, so we went into administration my first season. We got deducted twenty five points. We were we were left with eleven players because the others got sacked. Yeah, yeah, you know I got appointed assistant manager, and we went on like. A club record unbeaten run of twenty three games. We kept like ten clean sheets on the trot. You know, we were hailed as heroes. Yeah. And then three years later, you get released without even being told. Unbelievable. Isn't um, it? You know, you have to read it on the club website. And I'm, you know, again, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't bother me. I'll never step foot in that club again. Yeah. Um, it's just disappointing. You know what I mean? It's you know, it's. But that's you are you are as a footballer you are a piece of meat. And yeah, once you're Once you're past your sell by date. You know, you're cast aside and no one cares about you because someone else will come in and do your job and Absolutely. do it, you know, just as well as you did. So, um, yeah, it's a shame, but, you know, I've had, a, I've had a good career and I've enjoyed it. Absolutely. So, but that career's still going, obviously. And nowadays you're at Sutton. United. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, down, at, down at Sutton, so as a player coach there. Um, you know, it's, it's only part time. I come, you know, I travel up and down from Scotland. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's decent. It's a, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a new chapter for me. It's one where I don't know where it will lead. Exactly. What was um, like you said, you've done the coaching badges. Yeah, that's the thing, and you know it, that's that's probably why I took it because of the coaching aspect of it. Um, you know, you want to keep your eye on because I think once you're out of football, then it's tough to get back in. Yeah, and, uh, I, and you know, I'd love to stay in football, whether I will or not. I don't know. Like I said, it's all about being in the right place at the right time, and someone actually taking a, a fancy to you and 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 want, wanting to give you an opportunity. Whether yeah. I'll get that, I'm not sure. It's I've often got, a who you know. Sometimes, of course, it is. is. And, well, you know, you know. and and that's the thing. I'm, I'm not sure that I'll get that opportunity. I hope I do, but you know, if I do, I will take it with both hands. If I don't, I'm, I would go and do plenty of other things that I'm doing. So it's uh, you know, it's not too much of an issue. Yeah, absolutely. Fine. Fair enough. So when we uh, got your interview, we posted on the uh, forums and asked people for questions. So should we get cracking with some questions? Yeah, I front? think absolutely. Some so. Um, I think some of them have probably been covered in, in your very full answers. Um, Bado asks, other than promotion, what were your favourite memories from your time at Orient? Um, the cup games, you know, Fulham was... was oh, Fulham, was yeah. Charlton um, was a bit of a heartbreak. Yeah, because obviously we did... Last well, goal, even, last minute. Even the Spurs at home, you know, when they, they scored one in the last minute. Yeah. Um, you know, that was a, that was a tough one. Um, you know, obviously the hat-trick, you know, some of the goals I scored... Um, we're obviously highlights, um, but in general, I just I love love you know the nine nine years I had at the club. It was you know it was a fantastic time, and I look look back on it you know with with you know great fondness. Mm. Uh, Smiley Culture um, has emailed about your spleen injury. He said, did you ever contemplate retiring? Did you ever think I might no. have to quit it? No, never. I mean, because it wasn't it wasn't a football injury. It wasn't as though yeah. like my, my my knee was knackered or anything like that. It was just a case of you know I had a uh, you know. A, a major major surgery, but it would would heal eventually, and yeah, yeah. and it didn't, you know. And now I'm absolutely fine. I mean, I was. After, it probably took me. It probably took me about a year to get back to feeling that hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, once once I did, it wasn't an issue at all. Don't even think about it. Cool. Uh, Floodgates asks, would you like to have played further forward in left midfield for Orient? Um, he was a better player when going forward than when defending. Do you agree? No, I think people think I was a bad defender, but I wasn't. Just because I didn't make tackles and I, you know, because I'd read the game more, you read the game more. Yeah. Um, you know, don't get me wrong, I'd, I'd get done for pace now and again. Um, but I think when you actually look, because I, you know, when I was making those clips on on the internet, I went through like loads of games and I'd be like, I didn't really get done too much at all. Um, you know, people would say I was a bad defender, and then that would just stick, and then 
people would think I was. Um, but no, I, I prefer being at left back because at left back, all most sort of attacking situations start from full back areas, and I think your full backs need to be really good on the ball. And the fact that I was, um, you know, and I got more time there. And if I'd have played further forward, I didn't have the pace to take fullbacks on yeah. or to influence the game as much. And, you know, even though I said about Joey Keith, you know, we work well as a pair. But I'd have needed someone behind me, like me, to play with for that yeah, to work. Yeah. Um, but no, I would, uh, I would say I would, you know, much prefer to have stayed at left back. Lord Griff, who's obviously done his research on you, says, uh, "Can you ask Matt if he ranks his spell at Thorpe Invaders higher than his career with the O's?" <laughs> so he's obviously. Uh... I scored more goals than Thorpe Invaders. <laughs> Set um, forward. <laughs> I've, got, I've probably won Player of the Year more often than Thorpe Invaders, but um, no, I, I definitely enjoyed uh, being at the O's slightly more. And he's also the same uh, supporter who Paul mentioned before, who uh, has confessed to trying to kiss you at the Marriott in Waltham Abbey after the Oxford game. Uh, yeah, he's a guy to hold, guards, yeah, for his yeah. overly emotional behaviour. Well, if he, uh, if if I bump into him in the, uh, <laughs> in the Marriott, I'll give I'll give him a kiss when I see him next. Um, one other question um, from uh, CEB Clint Eastwood Bradfield, I think it comes up as on the message board. Generally speaking, do you think that given the option, a League One player would prefer to win promotion with a League One club, or spend the same season in the mid table, a level higher? So it's promotion. Up or mid-table in a higher division. I think. I think most most players would want to win promotion, but I suppppose then you know some players would uh, you know would be more interested in the money. You know if you're playing at a high level, you're earning more money, and then you know yeah. it's it pays the bills because it's a short career. I mean for me personally, I would want you know to win promotion and have that feeling that I had at Oxford mm. because it, you can't you can't recreate that and. Being in a mid-table team at a division higher, for me, is boring, and mm. you know, there's nothing to play for. Well, it was obviously you're trying to win, but you're not going to, um, and you don't have that, you know, the buzz of it all. Of course, and that yeah. that day that everyone enjoyed, and and you know, for me, it's all all you know, it'll always be about. It's history you know, as well, isn't it? Of course, it is. It's but it'll history always making. be about winning and 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 you know, doing well. Um, for me, it's you know, you can't you can't beat that feeling of winning football matches. Absolutely, uh, Westside O's. Got quite a few good question, questions actually. Do you have any post-match superstitions? No, left wing first or pre-match? No, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think I do. But my dad says to me, "Why do you always come out onto the pitch and tie your boots up over on the corner of the box?" Okay. And I sort of never really realised I did. I just sort of run out onto the pitch, go to my area, and then and I just do my boots up yeah. because <laughs> when obviously after the warm up, I used to pull my socks up really tight. And then it, my boots would be loose. I'd just come out on the pitch and do them up. But I suppose he thought that was a, a superstition. superstition, which it wasn't, I don't think. But it might have been. Um, but no, I, didn't, I don't really have any superstitions at all. Uh, what advice would you give to youngsters wanting to pursue a career in football? And what pitfalls would, to, would you avoid? I would probably say don't go into football. Study harder at school and go and get a proper job. <laughs> because... <laughs> Football is very much about people backstabbing each other, and it's not a nice, it's not a nice, yeah. um, you know, business to be in. You have to be very thick-skinned. You have to be very dedicated. You have to obviously be talented um, and try and get the best out of, of that talent as you can. You know, from you know my point of view, I wasn't the most talented guy in the world. I wasn't the quickest. I wasn't the best in the air. I wasn't the strongest. But from the attributes I had, I probably did as well as I could. In the game, yeah, it's not done you too bad, is it? No, it's it's not. Um, You know, I I, you know, I know I wasn't the best defender. I know I wasn't the strongest or the quickest. But you know, I played to my strengths, Mm. and I could have played at a higher level, um, given the opportunity. I easily could have done. 
Um, I never got that opportunity, but um, you know, I just think for any any young any young lad coming up now, you know, you've got to give it your all. You know, you've got to practice and practice and practice and try and be the best at what you can yeah. do. Because um, if you don't, someone else will be practicing harder than you, and they'll get that contract. And Absolutely. You, um, you know, it's just all about dedication and, and having that will to succeed and being the best you can possibly be. Absolutely. Fair enough. Good, great advice there. Um, were you at um, Oh My Gold uh, off the message board as well? Was you ever surprised by the failure to make the grade of any of the youngsters who made the team? And if so, who? Um, I mean, there was, there was obviously a few lads that sort of didn't really make it and then went off to other clubs and did well. Mm. You know, like Aaron McLean, I suppose, was, yeah. was one. Yeah, that's a great mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, was at home. Yeah, you know, he, he, but he, he sort of, he wasn't good enough when he was at Orient. You know, the lads used to call him Slash because he used to have a, have a shot and go and just slash at it and he'd go all over the place. Then <laughs> he went off to Grays and, and he improved and, and he's a good player. Um, and again, but from a manager's point of view, it's tough because, you know, people... Um, you sort of say, oh, well, couldn't you have seen that in him? But at the time, he wasn't ready to play. So, you know, you've got a budget and you're not going to waste money on someone that isn't ready to play. Mm. Um, you know, I'm not, sh I'm not sure really. There wasn't, I, I wouldn't say that, that many lads that came through the youth sort of ranks that didn't make it. Obviously, you know, Nicky Shorey never really sort of played that many games and went on that a fantastic, fantastic career. Yeah, but then he was never going to get in the team above me. You know what I mean? So... Um, <laughs> It's it, it it was one of those for him. It was it was, um, you know, his his career, like you know, laid elsewhere because of me. Um, but no, I don't I don't really think there was there were many sort of young lads that sort of sort of could have done better than they actually did. Fine. Fair Another great question from my my God. Uh, best opponent ever played against. Well. Or most respected, maybe. Well, in in friendly games, I've played against some. Um, yeah, the Italians, players, yeah. Or the Italians, and then that picture on the internet you can see there when I played in the uh, Michael Essien's charity match out in Ghana. Yeah, that must have been an amazing experience. I've, I've done it twice now. That was four years ago, and I played in it a couple of years ago. And you know, you're playing against people like Drogba, Adebayor, you know, Essien, yeah. um, you know, Solomon Kalou. You know, um, I played on the same team as. Ashley Cole, De Jong, you know it's it's fantastic. Don't get me wrong, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. You know, you play in front, you're playing in front of forty thousand people in the African national stadium. Um, you know, like I said, I played against the um, Italian national team. You played against you know Tottenham, Everton, Newcastle. You must be hard to pick out. That's the thing. I mean, I can't. You know, all, yeah, all yeah, those guys. I mean, the hardest opponent I've ever played against is a guy called John Hodge. Right. <laughs> and everyone's saying who? Yeah, yeah. Because he, I think he was a wing, he was a right winger at Walsall, and then he went to Northampton. Oh my god, he used to absolutely rip me to shreds. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with him. Every time he got the ball, he would take me on and get across him. Uh -huh. It was even that bad that when I used to play against him in the tunnel, he'd laugh and go, "Oh, lucky, you're in for a torrid today, aren't you?" And I, and, it, and I just could not stop him. You know, you know, I played against you know like Kieran Dyer and people like that, and I was okay. Yeah, yeah. But he just John Hodge. Yeah, no idea why. What he, yeah, no idea. But he never, never played at any great level. Um, Don't even yeah, never just, heard of his name. We'd have exactly. to try and find him on Twitter exactly. and just say, "What was your secret against Lockie?" Mm. Yeah, but um, yeah, I just couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't deal with him at all. Um, I tried kicking him. I tried stepping off him. I tried getting yeah. tight with him. Just whatever I did, just didn't work. So um, yeah, he was uh, the the trickiest opponent, yeah. even though the most unheard of. Mm. What about stadium? 
or the best stadium. Yeah, or best atmosphere, like you know. I mean, the best stadium would have been the old Wembley, Wembley. because of the, yeah. the history and stuff like that. Obviously, playing at St James's Park in Newcastle was amazing. Goodison was great. Um, you know, obviously up in Scotland playing at you know Parkhead yeah, and, 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 and stuff experience. like that. You know, played at um, uh, the National Stadium. Can't even think of it. What's that called? In Scotland. Oh, well, Hampton. Hampton. Yeah, played yeah. there in front of one do- one man and his dog when we played uh, Queens Park because that's where they had their <laughs> home games. Um, yeah, he played in some yeah some great great yeah. venues. Um, or you had an amazing career. You know? No, it's been, it's been good. It's been it's, you know, it's treated been, you quite well. Twi- you know, Twenty one years and uh, it's you know still going and you know obviously the stadiums have uh, you know got smaller and so have the crowds but it's still you know still doing the same old job the, yeah. the one still works and <laughs> um, you know now it's more a case of uh, shouting at people and organising them and getting them to do what you want Does it frustrate you when you see people that don't have that don't display the ability that they've got? Not so much that it frustrates me when they they've got bad attitudes and they don't try as hard as they should in training and don't work as hard because you only get out what you put in yeah, exactly. and you know it's the same whatever line of work you do um, if, if you try and cut corners or if you're doing running you don't run to the lines you try and cheat you're cheating you're not cheating you know you're cheating yourself you're cheating your teammates um, and things like that annoy me I mean lads that you know don't don't fulfill their potential it's probably down to the fact they don't, don't they don't they you know, haven't, got, they haven't right. got the right attitude they don't yeah. live their lives right away from football you know they don't Look after themselves. Don't eat the right things. Don't drink the right, you know, right things. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it all it all combines to to you know to add up to to that sort of stuff, and that's what annoys me because I did all the right things, and it, obviously I'm still playing at 37, so it shows I did. How fit you are, doing. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, so that that's that's annoying because boys have got you know more talent than I have, but they don't they don't have a career like I did yeah, because you know, they don't they, 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 they haven't got the right attitude. Yeah. So should we finish on a bit of Twitter love? So we, we tweeted today that we were um, going to interview you and so we asked people for their f- favourite lucky moments. Yeah. Um, what are your best lucky memories? John Mackey says, watching you every Friday morning at training trying to get fine money out of Jabbo. That was mission <laughs> impossible. <laughs> There's been a lot of uh, thing about Jabbo Jabbo's, not with his money. Yeah, Jabbo's very tight. Because I, I rang him the other day and he didn't answer and I left him a message. I just said, look, if you don't want to spend your money ringing me back, text me and I'll ring you back. <laughs> <laughs> or well, what, even WhatsApp me, so you don't have to spend anything. Exactly, yeah. So then he, he, he rang me back just cracking up thinking that was brilliant. Um, yeah, no, that, that was fun. Every, every Friday, finding Jabbo because Jabbo was late every day. And he would moan about it and stuff. But yeah, I always used to get it out of him. I had a, uh, a, uh, a special way of doing it but yeah it was uh, it was it was effective that was fun. yeah well John used to love that um, also we've got uh, James Buchan Buchan at Buchan JP that goal against Hull that's what we were talking about earlier um, Josh Wicks LOFC don't have any memories just tales that he's an all time Orient legend Mark Carter at Gingery ID 81 screamer against Hull plus your pens absolute legend um, you ought to get on Twitter um, at Eves K, that Gillingham game. So yeah. all, all coming back, you know, it's nothing. Nothing is forgotten. Yeah. Uh, your screamer against Hull from M Orient, the hat trick against Gillingham again from S Chur- at S Churchill. Um, more about more about Gillingham. Um, Isn't there one about just, someone trying to? Someone saw you in Eros. Someone saw, yeah, Eros. Dave Wooten at Davy Woot. Seeing him in Eros nightclub in Enfield when I was seventeen and completely bottling, going up to talk to him. Genius player. <laughs> well, I'll, 
You know, do you remember where Eros nightclub is? Yeah, I remember where it was. I would have been in there drinking water Enfield. at the bar because I would don't drink and I would have just been driving somewhere. So, uh, so you'd have probably been the one that would have probably actually been good to go out to. He should have come and said hello. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't buy it and uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I think I'm quite friendly. Yeah, it's so, very, yeah, very approachable if you see Matt out yeah. on the street, say hello, I'm sure he'll, he'll welcome um, you. Quick question uh, from Matt Roper as well. Um, did you always go the same way with penalties? No. Or what was your technique? No, I never went the same way. I mean, I mean, I mean some just, of them will actually say, yeah. The penalties I've seen, you used to go for the corners. I, I, yeah, I, I no, I never, you didn't really go down the middle. A like couple of times it. I went down the middle. Um, again, it just thing, depends. Man. No, not the thing. <laughs> no, it just depends what you know, no, what think. sort of where the mood took me at the time. You know, when I put the ball down and came, you know, and took my place ready to take it, I'd watch the keeper and and maybe if I'd been, a, you know, down the left a couple of times, yeah, yeah. I'd maybe change it up. Um, you just get a feeling for it, and I obviously had a knack to, to do it and um, you know I was uh, you know proud of my record of, of missing record, scoring yeah. I mean it was just it annoyed me that I missed any um, but you know I suppose it's inevitable when you take that many that you're going to you're going to miss a few by the law of averages yeah of course but yeah, I, absolutely. It, it still annoys me that I did miss one because you know I, I thought I was good enough at them to score every, every time I took yeah. off but um, yeah. no absolutely and, and that's that's exactly the right way um, to go about it um, I mean, there's a load of silly questions, but we're quite conscious that we've taken enough of your time up, and it's also quite late now. So, so to um, finish, Matt, um, thank you for coming on our podcast. It's, it's been an pleasure. absolute pleasure. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks for giving us so much of your spare time. We really right. appreciate it's it. Been the, the longest, well, <laughs> the only interview you've done, but it'll probably be the longest because I, I have been uh, told by my wife that I do like to talk. That's been fantastic. Oh, it it's makes been it like great a, for interview. A privilege to have such a you know legend at the club. And you know, just the response we we've had on the back of it has been has been great. So fantastic! Thank you, thank you very much. You us. And, My uh, pleasure. We will induct you as the first Orient Outlook Hall of Famer. We did it on Sunday. And we won't be doing everyone that we interview, just to reassure you. Yeah. It's very carefully handled. I bet you handled. say that. I bet you say that to all the players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Matt, thanks very much, mate. Superb. My pleasure. An absolute thank honour. Very much indeed, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Lockwood. <laughs>